All right. Welcome, everyone, to the second episode, episode number two of the Light Up the Sky podcast. This is a multi-generational journey where we catalog the entire history of some of the world's greatest musical acts, album by album, song by song. Uh, we we want to focus on the musical acts that transcend music. We're not talking about um, you know just just one hit wonders or albums that uh, sold uh, that went diamond and then didn't follow up. We're talking about multi generational acts that changed that spawned trees of solo artists. Uh, we're going over um, you know we'll be doing Yes, Genesis, Pink Floyd, Iron Maiden, Def Leppard, Aerosmith. I mean all those acts that from basically the 1950s on really defined multiple generations of artists and and we're four people that didn't grow up in any of that so that's our perspective is that we are um you know more or less millennials and and grew up in an era where this stuff was what our parents listened to essentially so those are perspectives that we bring on it and for um you know musicians composers uh guitarists that uh you know we'll bring a little bit of that to the discussion so uh, we're starting with van halen van halen being an artist that all four of us uh really just grew up with and really was a big part of our musical listening and we've already done van halen one this is episode two uh on van halen two the 1979 follow-up uh to their 1978 uh smash hit diamond selling debut album so uh, i'd like to introduce everybody again uh chris the architect uh alex the contender and kevin the engineer uh and i am mark the producer and welcome to episode two so let's jump right in Chris, uh, give us the fast facts. Uh, we're going to try something new this this episode, kind of um, massaging things as they go along, making this uh, a slicker show. But we're going to start out again with the fast facts. Give us uh, the lowdown on what was going on between 1978 Van Halen and uh, 1979 Van Halen. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, essentially it was a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of road work, a lot of, yeah, just being out, just playing pretty much anywhere that they... Uh, that they could find an audience. Um, it was probably the most high-profile pro- gig being the uh, the uh, the Black Sabbath tour, the uh, the Never Say Die tour, which uh, for Sabbath was uh, kind of uh, infamous, but for Van Halen, it really gave them a boost because uh, they pretty much um, yeah pretty much blew Sabbath off the stage every night. Uh, and yeah, that uh, that whole thing lasted yeah, about a year. And um, yeah, Van Halen, like a lot of artists of that era, pretty much were on the uh, the album tour, album tour cycle. Where literally, uh, as soon as you'd get off the after being on the road for a year or so, yeah, you'd almost immediately jump into the studio. And that's pretty much what they did, uh, just to keep the momentum going. Uh, yeah, Van Halen two essentially was done within about three weeks, and then uh, yeah, it was out there. Um, and like the debut album, it pretty much uh, was certified within like a month or so. I mean, it went uh, gold in about four weeks and it was platinum by uh, the end of the following month. So, uh, so yeah, they were really, yeah, they weren't messing around. I mean, it was pretty much just, yeah, hitting, yeah, just, uh, yeah, hitting the ground running every time. Uh, no pun intended, but, uh, well, you know what's fascinating about that is that there's the old axiom that you have 18, 20 years to write your first album, and then you have two weeks to write your second. Right. And they seem to to have no problem with that. No, they didn't. Yeah, and that was one. And I guess because under the tutelage of Eddie, he was the one who just from some of the interviews that I read up on. Yeah, he was the one who really pushed for them to as soon as they were done to go right into the studio right away and just start uh, cranking out these. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, to try to. Uh, follow up a very difficult first uh, album, yeah, <laughs> with a, yeah, with what turned out to be a very, uh, very tight sounding but very, very different um, second album, which uh, we'll 
I'm sure we'll get into that discussion, but it's a much funner record. It's not as uh, as, as in your face as the debut was, but still a lot to a lot to uh, admire and appreciate. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just a few because because I know uh, for the second show we wanted to kind of throw in a little bit of uh, a little bit kind of different things. Uh, I got three uh, to see to test your Van Halen knowledge, um, and I'll go through these really quick. Um, Let's do one at a time. Okay. All right. Um, Just to fill everyone in, what we're doing here is okay. uh, essentially uh, 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 truth or lies. Uh, and Chris is going to give us three facts, and the rest of us are going to determine whether or not this is truth or these are Van Halen lies. All right. Uh, so, yeah, my uh, first question, or my first yeah, uh, truth or lie. Um, hold on. Um, Okay, on the uh, the back cover of the album, um, you got the there's that uh, kind of famous shot of all four band members. Uh, you've got Eddie with his uh, his black uh, uh, and yellow Strat, and then you've also got Dave uh, pretty much doing a full kind of uh, split in the air. Uh, and the and the question is um, uh, truth or uh, or if this is a fallacy that uh, Dave actually broke his ankle. During the photo shoot, I'm gonna say truth. Okay, how about everybody I'm else? Gonna go with yeah, truth. I, I'm gonna say oh. the same. I, I, like I want. Story. I want to okay. say I, I've heard of this before. Okay, well, you guys would be correct. Yes, um, yeah, they did three different shots, and on the third one, which ultimately was the one that they kept for the uh, uh, for the back cover, was the one he broke his ankle on the very last t- uh, picture. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, uh, and I guess, yeah, his foot was actually underneath his spandex. I guess he had, like, his foot was pretty much wrapped, but you can't tell just by looking at the, uh... Were they touring around then? Um, that is a good question. I didn't find that in my... I don't know if that was after they had come back, uh, and they were just kind of putting the final pieces together. Um, but, uh... But it might, yeah, it must have been after the tour because yeah, I don't, I doubt he, yeah, I know, I mean, I know there are a lot of amazing artists out there that play with fevers or broken bones or whatever, but uh, yeah, I don't believe so. Uh, but we can always check that out. Um, That's one of those stories that just seems like it's so eighties. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right, so good. Okay, you guys got that one. All right, so okay, so for my second, uh, yeah, quick question. Um, all the songs on the record were newly written for this particular record. Yeah, true or false? Were all these were brand new written during the uh, the recording? False for sure. False. false. They were too. They were too prolific before this. Right, you are correct. Yeah, pretty much over half the record. Yeah, was essentially. Um, uh, yeah, it was essentially. Yeah, written even during the earliest days of the band. Um, so far, did, uh, yeah, two two for three here. <laughs> Right. Okay. So I think I'll throw in one more here. Um, let me see. Okay. And yeah, one kind of, well, it's a minor one, but I thought it would be a good one to see if, if I could throw you guys off or not. Um, okay. Which um, band member uh, in the credits was not listed in the writing credits themselves? Hmm. I'm going to say Mike. Okay, how about you? You're, you're asking who in the band does not yeah, out of have... Yeah, out, out, out of the four members in the writing credits on the back of the album, who was not included on the print? Yeah, I'm going to say Mike. Okay. How about you guys? I got to say uh, Mike just because he was always dumped on. That, that's why I say that, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Alex just because I think Chris is trying to switch it up here. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, well, Mr. Kevin, you are correct. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alex is bold. Yes, it was Alex. Yeah, due to a printing error um, uh, when they were processing the album, for whatever reason, yeah, Alex, his name got like, left out. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting, yeah, kind of a, a smaller one, but I thought it was a good kind of like uh, as far as a kind of a curveball there. Now, here's a question, and I, I don't know this, but was that rectified in later presses of the album? Yeah, from what I read, I don't know. I don't know if it was just kept as just like kind of like a, yeah, just like a historical thing or whatever, where it was kind of made preserved is just to have a story i don't know as far as i don't know if any of you guys have the actual vinyl i do uh, i do I, wa- I want to go look at it now okay. yeah see. <laughs> i'll, I'll okay. pop over in a second all right okay. here's a here here's a bonus here's a bonus question sorry to okay. hijack you no here, it's all Chris, right it's all right <laughs> but but this record made me think about it um not i'm not going to do a true or false but maybe you guys could just name who it is uh the famous black and yellow bumblebee guitar that Eddie has on the back cover and he used on this tour was buried with a famous uh, rock guitar player. Who I was know. that guitar player? I, I do know this. Yeah, yeah. Dimebag. Yep. Right. The, the, the Bumblebee Charval forever laid to rest. There you go. Is that the okay, one where so uh, somebody's boots were thrown in the grave with uh, Dimebag as well? Uh, I, I do. Maybe Axel Rose threw his boots in or something. It's possible. I'm not sure. I know he was buried with a bottle, a bunch of uh, Crown Royal bottles, but yeah, that's the yeah, the only other detail. I uh, but I know the Eddie yeah putting his yeah the Bumby Strad in there. I know it was probably probably the most famous uh, <laughs> sure. uh, story uh, revolving around that. But uh, yeah, those were pretty much yeah the the as far as the main questions yeah because I didn't want to eat up too much time. Sure. So, right. so on a side right. note, um, yeah. this Pantera span generations. Is that an artist we could cover? Yeah, I think so. I mean, what was our album uh, limit? Because I know they only had, what, five or six? Ten. ten. Oh, yeah, they didn't have ten records, yeah. definitely. Though their impact they was... They were hair metal yeah. early on. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, think I think, I think there's enough history stuff, we could probably do them. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll consider it, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, All right, anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this, it just seems like the, the band was busy, as I said in the intro, and, um, you know, this is an album that, I mean, if you look at albums from the 70s, it always blows my mind if you look at discographies, and you see the rapidity of albums that were put out. I mean, you look at Alice Cooper, and, right. and you know, he put out, what, like eight albums between 72 and yeah. 79 or something like that? I mean, right. You know, yeah. you know, the band that shall not be named on this show. I mean, yeah. they were doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, they were, they were just, just. I mean, I, I don't know if it was just uh, the way that the record contracts or contracts were structured, so that they had just to go out and, and make money. But you'd think they'd want to be touring. These bands yeah, love it, to tour. It, it is kind of weird when you see like the most iconic like sections of discographies are usually made, at least from these juggernaut bands, are usually made in a very short amount of time. I mean, even Metallica. I mean, that was what two or three years. I mean, they had all four albums out. Uh, you had yeah, Elton, you had Elton John, yeah, yeah, Genesis, yeah. yeah, the same thing. Elton John, pretty much all of the albums you hear on the radio were all, there were like eight albums between what seventy and seventy four, seventy five, which which is yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting though, right? Because we think of everything now as being so fast paced. You know, we think of it all, you know, but our artists still stick to the two year, yeah, an album if they even do albums, right. yeah, uh, you know, yeah, the I'd, singles become right. a thing, but it's mm-hmm. the every two years and all like, oh, you know, music is so, right. so much of it, but you know, there's a cranking out albums because I think the mentality back then was you have to tour on 
right stuff. yeah right you had you have to build up your and nowadays i mean even with the big band they don't really have to do it anymore man so you have like two three four years between albums and even the time that they spend making records i mean can be up right. to a year i mean which is kind of funny when you look at a lot of a lot of bands now who take that long and then you listen to the music and it's kind of like it's like yeah. what were you guys doing in the eight nine months like i mean yeah, 20 this is... 20 years with tool or something like that right exactly yeah and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't where it just sounds very kind of like what were you guys doing during that eight months i mean you should have a very tight record and it just sounds very kind of yeah you're very well, tired we have, to yeah. we have to compare it to the uh, the popular music at the time i mean would billy eilish last two years without putting out anything i mean would that work these days I mean, no, I, the problem now you have to always you have to be keep yourself in the public eye. I think that I think I've heard that on other uh, discussions. I think uh, it really depends on the artist. Yeah, if you're it, if you're established, if you're I, I don't know, like Katy Perry or Taylor Swift, no, right. nobody will care two years. Yeah. OK, they'll still buy your album. But right. if you're it's, like up and coming, you got to get it out there. Well, here's right. the thing yeah. is that they didn't have to put out albums to get attention. I mean, you know, like six, nine can do Instagram posts and, and light up the Internet. And, you know, the only way to do that, I guess, back in the era of Van Halen was to uh, to put out an album and to go on tour. That was really all, all you had. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. true. And, and again, I mean, they were they weren't making money then either. I mean, they were still so they just had to really they really had to just hit it hard. And maybe that was mm-hmm. just maybe that was just the uh, like the music industry yeah, uh, philosophy back then. It's just album tour, album tour. And that was pretty much your life for like a decade. And uh, it's funny. It's funny though. You, you, your first two albums go gold in the case of Van Halen and Platinum, and you're still out there grinding all the time. Yeah, it was. Now yeah. it's like going platinum. Whoa. Oh yeah. Now yeah, <laughs> when, when nobody's selling records, yeah, even going, even getting any kind of certification. I mean, you're. That's like a. <laughs> It's funny. Well, the I mean, certification is so different now, just the way it's calculated. Right. No. Yeah. It's all yeah, streaming, right. streaming, and YouTube hits and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's uh, and that's the thing. As far as yeah, a band like this, I mean, competing now, I mean, I think would be, uh. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a scary environment and yeah, and that's another and, argument. That's another argument in itself as far as, yeah, just, uh, as far as a band like Van Halen being able to come up in, in a time like 2020, I mean, is it, uh, is it possible based on the parameters that have been set? Yeah. And just the climate. Uh, and, and one other thing to piggyback off that too, uh, I mean, it's such a big thing in the 80s for promotion and getting attention was music videos and yeah and that's pretty for, much dried up yeah for, for, well for van halen too i mean i know that there's i don't even know if you would consider them real music videos like i know there's technically like a live video for uh you know dance the night away and right maybe a couple but there there was never an actual music video for this record like there was on you know van halen one and right yeah, Even women and children first, I think, had a couple videos that. Well, we'll get to that. One of them, I don't think, was actually publicly really released, but they didn't ha- do, had do a production. They they just did a live thing. So, so here's a question: um, Would bands go back in time? Would they, you know, let's say around 1984 era of Van Halen? Would they go back and say, like, hey, we got an audience for this now. We got MTV where, you know, our album's going three, four, five X platinum. I mean, would they consider going back to Van Halen 2, Van Halen 1 and cutting a music video just to go on Headbangers Ball? You know, just just of an album three, four years back. Maybe you know, I, I, they were a very yeah. visual band. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they if, if that format would have existed three, four years uh, before it actually came about. Maybe I don't know, because Dave was such a visual 
performer. I mean, I think he would have yeah. loved. And you just see, I mean, you see like all the videos that were made for 1984. I mean, those were big production kind of. Yeah, look at me, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because I, I want to say, and I don't know which band, but I want to say it's been done. But the other thing is, you do have bands going back and re-recording things. So I mean, White Snake is a, a is a huge example. You know, re-recording several songs, and then that becoming hits the second time. <laughs> well, so, even yeah. even like uh, Warrant when um, Heaven blew up, and they actually went back and re-recorded just because they didn't really do the best job in studio of making that sound good. So, I mean, like that, that what was on the radio was different than what was re-released and, you know, what was played live. And it would just kind of just like this, you know, you could pull those things off back then. Yeah. It's very interesting. Did totally different time. Oh, I know. Yeah. It is kind of funny looking back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I, I mean, it's almost unthinkable now thinking of a band just putting out four or five records within a couple of years um and yeah. it's and i don't know maybe 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 there was something to that orchestra R- right well yeah i mean it's maybe a few but for, yeah, for the most part yeah there is um yeah unless if you yeah have that real well even now i mean making records i mean in general is almost a lot of bands are getting away from that just because of the financial climate uh yeah it, it's like it's, it, it's funny though right when you think about it with all the technology and able to record yourself whenever wherever record production is still about the same amount of time it oh, hasn't I know. really gotten any faster in terms of what is being released yeah i know because yeah it's still i mean it just aside from it just digitizing i mean other than the idea it's still you still have to put everything together you still have to mix it you still gotta yeah um, okay but yeah. a disc track can be turned around in one week we're talking about the wrong genre of music here <laughs> <laughs> right, I guess I guess so. When when we're we're talking about waiting for our old husbands to release yeah. tracks in 2020, yeah, yeah, Eminem versus Machine Gun Kelly, you know that 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 didn't take uh, seven years to do, right? Yeah, yeah. But what, what are you talking about like those are the best quality tracks either one of those artists have put out? I, right? I <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get back to the Van Halen talk. Yeah, um, you know, with Van Halen too, this is an album, and I this is something I wanted to do this this episode around that. Um, you know, let's put our thoughts on the table right up front on the album and see how they change uh, based on our discussion. You know, and I'll start. I, you know, this is probably my least listened to Van Halen album. I've, you know, skimped on a couple of the Dave albums, and this is one of them that I've skimped on. Um, you know, I, we last last episode we talked on the Where Were You stories when you first heard this. I don't know where I was because I don't remember hearing this. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Dance the Night Away was was something that was, uh, you know, I heard that early on through the Best of Both Worlds right, yeah. collection. But, you know, I don't have those stories for this album. And I'm going to say that this album, I'm going to start out with, a, you know, putting this on the table. I like this album better than the debut. Um, okay, to start out. All right. I think Go it's, ahead, yeah, I think it's maybe a little bit more consistent maybe as far as just uh, song structure i guess i mean when you listen to a lot of a lot of these songs were on the radio i mean even there were a few more ballads it is a funner record uh i can't remember if i said that before it is a little bit lighter i mean it does flow there was one kind of comment that i came across where a lot of people say this was like the van halen record that you would put on when you were going down to the beach or you were going down to a, mm-hmm. for a for a party or whatever uh yeah much more kind of palatable i guess um uh What's i don't know history with this album my history i i don't know it was probably just in that timeline of just getting into van halen maybe starting at the first record and then just kind of digging in uh but i don't remember a specific moment 
Uh, and again, this is probably the of all the Dave records for me. This is probably the most underrated. Um, yeah, the records. I mean, I usually dig into the most are the first album and uh, Women and Children, which is we'll be getting to next time. But uh, uh, but there's some great stuff on here. I mean, this is definitely a lot more. There's a lot more popier stuff on here. I mean, you got uh, uh, Beautiful Girls, Women in Love. I mean, all which we'll get to. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Dance the Night Away, which is another really kind of. Uh, like feel your love tonight. It's got that kind of yeah poppy. Uh, uh, it's a much more upbeat record. Uh, I guess if you want to if you want to put on a, a Van Halen record for people who are maybe a little bit more kind of mainstream uh, palatability, maybe this would be the record to give them um, or to show them. Uh, yeah, what do you think, Alex? Yeah, this one I don't remember if I have a specific story either of one. Actually, you know what? I we talked about this uh, in our pre-call and. It's funny. Uh, did you guys ever? So here um, we're, ta- you know, speaking my age here. But uh, before there was Spotify and, and streaming and all this stuff and MediaFire, even downloading full albums on oh, like a zip file. So long ago. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 like you guys were. I don't know if I should admit this, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, was using LimeWire. LimeWire, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And what I used to do, in, in in retrospect, I don't understand now that I'm a little bit more picky with my audio quality, and I try to you know get the highest quality versions of records and stuff like that. I, I in hindsight, I don't know why I wouldn't have just gone and bought the CD or uh, probably not the vinyl because I wasn't really into vinyl at that time, which I don't think many people were at that time. I, I'm talking this would have had to be early to mid 2000s so what i would do is i would download individual songs from kazaa or limewire and some of the quality would wouldn't always be consistent like maybe you'd have one worse quality mp3 versus the other and sometimes the timing would be off and the and the titles would be wrong too yeah, for example I remember. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for example like i specifically i remember <laughs> like searching for Van Halen on LimeWire and it would always say like Eddie Van Halen Top Gun theme. And for the longest time, I always thought that it was Eddie actually playing the theme song to (laughs) Top Gun. But as we know, it was Steve Stevens that did that. So it just kind of shows like how unclear things were during that time. But to get to my point, what I would do is I would download the individual songs and manually like Google or, or search whatever the track listing was and put them in order like by scratch by hand so i you know specifically remember doing that for this record um you know getting light up the sky and doa and and women in love and stuff like that and and yeah we'll we'll, i'll comment more on my favorite songs on this record but that's that's sort of an early memory for me and Mm -hmm. yeah definitely one of my favorites in the catalog for sure sure um, for myself, uh, this is another one like like Mark said that I probably you know was aware of some tracks and you know didn't dig deep into with some of the Dave albums. And then about like four or five years ago, you know, I just decided to put it on because mm-hmm. it's one of those things. You know, when you look at your your catalog of albums and you're like, I've listened to the debut so many times. Like, so let's put on something else. Right. So I threw on Van Halen too, and you know, ever since then, it's it's been an album that I've really really liked, and just so many of the songs. It is. It's underrated. Like, spoke yeah. to me, and yeah. it was just like, oh, okay, there's that song, and then that song, and then suddenly that just seemed to hit one after the other after the other, and you know. 
that's kind of where I was coming into this. And then, of course, you know, you dig deeper into the songs and find out more. But right. it's definitely one where the stock has risen yeah. some, part, some of the <laughs> highest. Because now it's it's like it's at its peak now for me. Because it's like one of my favorites of the Dave era and one of my favorite Van Halen records of all time. Okay, are you going to go yeah. as strong as I am and say it's better than the debut, the Diamond Selling debut? You know, I, I'm very tempted to say that just because just because of the songs on here are just great and yep. it's not putting down the debut right you know, yeah debut i know it's great you'd but lo- this is yeah you'd love to this frank- is good stuff yeah you'd love to frankenstein some of these into like the into the first record because it's hard I, th- I think i would still probably go for the debut just for me personally because that's yeah those are the songs that really kind of hooked me and then i of course uh with this record yeah probably when i started playing guitar i think that's probably where i really got into it um but uh it was always yeah the first record for me and well 1984 of course um but uh uh but yeah as far as hooks and just uh, like more melody i mean yeah this uh, the van halen 2 definitely has uh even the harmonies with mike i think are a little bit more out front which we'll get into when we jump in to the songs but uh yeah me you know and maybe it's unfair to say this and i know i touched on this in the last episode but just because I grew up with this band and obsessed over to, over them and listened to them so much, like I really wore out that first, you know, Van Halen record. So pretty much anything, anything other than like people's like top favorites or like the critics' number one record are kind of my favorites. So is is as objectively how great Van Halen one is, and, and objectively is it a better record? You know, sales wise, obviously, but. Something about Van Halen too, the fact that it's not as popular uh, really just intrigues me more there because I feel like there's not as much maybe background around this record versus the first one. It's sort of like a sleeper pick, but it's super strong. And and I think something about the songs, I don't know if this is true, like when they would have wrote these. I know we commented on some of these songs were, you know, pre-Van Halen 1, but something about this record seems a little bit more cohesive, whereas Van Halen 1, it seems like, okay, they just took the best possible songs that they had, you know, in their catalog since they started the band, and they threw them on there, and they made it work, and it worked, but Van Halen 2 seems to just flow a little bit better. It almost seems like the songs were kind of written during the same session. There's just a vibe that Mm -hmm. it just seems a little bit more connected versus, you know, throwing the 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 all-star team kind of thing together right. for van halen one yeah. so yeah, everything's kind of fine-tuned on the uh, the second Fine-tuned. record yeah, yeah. Um, only, one, uh, only one cover only one cover yeah and uh Let's do we want to dig in here all right here we go so yeah we're just, just there we start with a cover and that is you're no good Yeah, it's it's funny that that pretty much as far as far as the other famous version of this was yeah Linda Ronstadt kind of R and B ballad that is couldn't be any more different 
Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that's that, what that, I like that, about it. Yeah, that was the one strength of Van Halen. They they could take pretty much any uh, anything and make it Van Halen-ish. <laughs> so well, here's that, my, that's my, my, the my funny on this song. Oh, go ahead. That I, I, this song, and I've heard this song before, but yeah. never really dug into it like right, this. Right, yeah. I... I, this song inspired me to go pick up my Music Man EVH, fix that E string on it, you know, <laughs> tune it up, and and like I want to learn this. Like those guitar yeah. fills are insane. Oh, it's good. I know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah, so it's bad. good. The way I mean, just the way yeah. Eddie uses the volume knob just to just drive in, and you know, just that post solo section that uh, you know, just that it was that kind of Steve Howe, but uh, heavy metal. You know, using using you know the the attenuator mm. essentially to to shape your sound. So yeah. incredible. Like this is this is just like vaulted to the top of the Van yeah. Halen catalog for me, just in terms of guitar work. And one of the things that I commented on, I took a note on when I was listening, just the, uh, the, the fills, like you said, and the screaming guitar. Yeah. Like, Oh, I love that. When I got back into this record, it's just the screaming guitar with the screaming Dave. And I actually noticed how the guitar is doubled and, you know, you don't find that a lot on these early records, you know, no. the Ted Templeman production, but the screaming guitar doubled and with the fills, it's just perfect. No, I agree. Yeah, it's, you get some uh, twin guitar work to it. Almost again, leading off with a darker, slower. I mean, almost you know, Sabbathy. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, it's funny. Yeah, just uh, yeah, the metallicizing of a song that typically it was not uh, a hard rock song in any context. Yeah, it was just a yeah, another just one of the many uh, heart, heartbreak songs. Yeah, that was out there at that time, and they. Yeah, injected it with a lot of yeah, a lot of muscle. Yeah. <laughs> so so here's a here's an interesting question about this. Um I know on Van Halen one they had a couple covers on that record and they threw them a little bit later into the record. I mean, I know you really got me wasn't that far. It was what track three on that, but opening yeah. up this record with a cover is a little interesting to me. Not yeah. that it's not that it's a bad thing, but no. it's just like, huh, I wonder why they chose that. No, it, it was, it, it was interesting. It halfway through. It was interesting. I was uh, doing a little bit of research. I guess it wasn't something that they were necessarily happy with, uh, especially with Alex. Uh, I guess he did not want, he didn't even want the song on the record because he thought it was too much of, it's like, okay, great, we're kind of, we're pushing another, like, another not song that's not ours. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he kind of accused uh, Ted Templeman, of, I guess, of just, yeah, being too much kind of upfront with uh, making that decision, uh, yeah, kind of exercising his uh, label power. Um, well, yeah, you know the, the the interesting thing, and I I know Alex and I both talked about this last time. Is uh, you know when I was listening to this and getting into this, it, it wasn't until you know I looked up the credits that I knew this is a cover, and this felt like a total Van Halen song to me. Like this is one mm-hmm. you, you would have told me it's a cover if I didn't look at the credits. I'd be like, oh, that's yeah, right. Sure, it's a total Van Halen song. Yeah, yeah right. I about that last yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. I had forgotten that it was. Uh, it wasn't until it, just for this uh, episode. Yeah, just really digging into the album. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, okay. That, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, okay. It's that. You know, going uh, into yeah. the musical musical elements of this, you know, as I, as I was kind of piecing together the solo. And, um, I mean, if you had to transcribe this solo on musical notation, mm. I mean, good luck with, with, with nailing the <laughs> rhythm. I mean, this, this really exemplifies Eddie's really loose sense of rhythm. I mean, people mm-hmm. have talked about how Eddie and Alex are so locked in 
And it's just this thing that just works. And, you know, sometimes you'll think, oh, is it going to come back together? And it does. And I think that this solo section really is the best example of it yet in their discography to show that, you know, Eddie can be all over the place. But at the end of the day, it is that guitar playing that makes you just, you know, makes your ears bleed, makes, right. you know, those, those, you know, those teenagers in 1982 pick up that guitar. Like, I want to learn that. I have to learn that. Like, right. what is he doing? Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the best solo to date to me. Mm-hmm. Um, better than anything on the first record, even Eruption. Mm. Okay. Just because that's this is another, the context another of the goal. song. I feel like we've got a Van Halen 2 lover in the making here. Yeah. I got some punches to throw later on. Right, but no, I, I get it, though, just because, again, it's, it's, it's kind of a more unappreciated album. Not that it's not good, but it's just I don't think people really... And it is kind of funny that it is considered kind of the underdog of the first four when you look at all the hits on it. <laughs> I mean, there's right. actually a lot of songs that are represented on radio still, and you kind of forget they were on, uh, yeah, on that record. Uh, All right, so just so you know, we're about six minutes on this song now. So uh, okay, well, I don't yeah. know if you want to keep going or not. No, you want me to keep going? Uh, yeah, I think we did we cover all the to, points. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that song really just like I said, it's just electric. So you know, and, and it, again, leading off with the darker song, you know, they followed it up pretty quick with uh, something brighter. So they weren't going to let us wait too long. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on right, to uh, so. dance the night away. that sets the tone for the pretty much for that whole record as far as just a very fun kind of upbeat vibe yeah it's a summer it's a summer song yeah it is and it's uh and that's one that's still yeah i haven't gotten tired of that one yet still when i hear it it's just like yeah okay i feel good yeah this is so that's one of those when i talk about those those list of songs that i never want to hear again in my life because i've heard them too many so many times like and there are certain songs that are the exception of that role i think that you're saying this is one of them and i would agree yeah yeah uh it's a and good it's a good it's, song it's just but yeah I, I can see where you're uh but i i don't know i still uh i still like it it's it's got that like uh, feel your love tonight kind of uh kind of vibe to it it's got that thick guitar but it's not yeah it's not a rager it's not a yeah it's just kind of a fun yeah yeah no i, I just i totally agree this is definitely you know maybe the biggest single on this record and and one that I discovered through best of both worlds. And again, as big of a song as it is, it's, it's great. I mean, I love this song. It puts me in the best mood. It's very, you know, California palm trees, you know, convertible with the surfboard driving down to the beach kind of song. So, uh, it, it, it kind of paints a picture and, and puts an image in my mind of a, of being out in California on the West Coast, like in the late 70s and just not really a care in the world. And and that's that's what the song represents to me. So one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, for uh, for me, I actually have a story with this song. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember like I, I knew this song right b- before, you know, this particular story. But um, it was one of those songs, interesting enough, like I talked about with You're No Good, as I, I thought this was the cover song, but it wasn't. I'm like, it, it sounds so classic, you know. 
But anyway, it was uh, freshman year of college, and I had to go see a movie and wa- write a review. So Mark and I went to go see Argo, okay. which was set in 1979 about the Iranian hostage crisis. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and so I the one remember with they, Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and okay. they cut to a scene, and this song came on, just blaring in the theater. Wow. I went, oh, it was so <laughs> perfect. It, it just like uh, like hearing rocking out to some Van Halen just made me appreciate the song more. You know, and he doesn't love that those uh those tapping harmonics yeah. too that are throughout mm-hmm. this song. It's it sounds so great. You know, it's funny. I have zero recollection of that. The song, yeah. the movie, like the event. You know what I mean? But I, I was thinking <laughs> it means that nothing as, to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as Alex was talking about the you know this really just paints the picture of that California. You know, I'm thinking like, um, you know, Sean Penn and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, you know, that's, that's yes, that's it. You know, and, and, and like yeah. I was thinking like that's got to be in a high school movie somewhere. You know, like is is that not Argo? But like it, it just seems like yeah. to be perfect for that 80s high school. You know, you know, wide shot panning in, you know, coming in, establishing shot on the school. Everyone's walking in. It's sunny. Everybody's driving up there in the convertibles and everything. That just seems like uh, it, th- this is the song that represents that. All right, we yeah. want to move on to somebody get me a doctor. My shit right there. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, that uh, that was that's probably my song on the record. Yeah, I just love that. Yeah, just that riff. I mean, it's not really a rager, but it just pu- punches you when it fires up. Yeah. Do we hear a? Uh... Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. Come on. Uh, yeah. We'll okay. see what else you can convince. Yeah, but, 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 yeah. but yeah, but that yeah that song yeah just uh, that was the one that really kind of yeah stood out for me on the record i mean it's not a it's not a long song but it just i don't know it's just you can tell that's uh, just with how he's playing he's just digging in yeah it it really feels like again that that's template setting like this this, those jigsaw riffs were just they set the template for Mm -hmm. anyone trying to write anything over the next 10 years that that riff is great this that like this listen i had to go learn that riff you know, it's it's pretty simple, but you know, I go pick up my Van Halen E flat guitar and right. learn this riff. It just sounds <laughs> great. Yeah, it just it has that. It's a simple yet, uh, yeah, it gets the point across. Yeah, and that's all that matters <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, just a very signature riff. I love the break in the middle of the song where it breaks down and Eddie does the volume swells. Yeah, where it'll, where it'll hit that oh, note and yeah. swell the note in, and also. Uh, this might be, I believe it is, the first first moment uh, of Eddie doing the harmonic bit where he takes the meat of his palm and slides it on the neck and right before it kicks in after the, uh, the volume. So if you guys know what part I'm talking about, I think you played it in the clip. 
Yeah, but th- yeah, yeah. Th- that was a very signature move that you know Eddie incorporated into his solos later in the rest of his career. But pretty sure this was like the first time in the career that he would have done that on on a studio track. So no, he did, do, a, he did yeah. do that in You're No Good, um, you know, when learning that solo. But you know that counts. It's oh. Obviously, the same session. So uh, I'm yeah. sorry, you you cut out there. What did you say there? Uh, he did do that in You're No Good. Oh, does he same, do it in there too? Yeah, in that ah, solo. There you go. Same session. There you go. You know, yeah, yeah. who knows what yeah. was recorded first. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you don't know, but that uh, I love that 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 solo too. Oh, yeah. You got that that build up, you did la did, and then and then the yep. cutout, and then you have like that kind of Van Halen goofiness, you know, Dave making some noise, yeah, of course, yeah, just a scorching <laughs> riff right after that. It's yep. just come on, how can you not love it? Yeah, it, so it's funny because a, oh, go ahead. Here, here's a thought. Um, so everyone seems to love these first three songs. Are they in the right order? Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know if it was Alex that had mentioned that as far as opening the album with a cover. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, this song, I mean, somebody got, get me a doctor. I mean, it, it's got that kind of like that, almost like the call to arms kind of opening riff, like a bum, bum, bum. Uh, yeah, so I mean, are I you thinking... saying that, are you saying flip somebody get me a doctor and you're no good? Uh, yeah, yeah I could yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I'm so used to the record how it is. It's hard to hear it any differently. Right. I mean, it's not, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull my arm off. I, if, uh, but, yeah. Uh, Honestly, I think that would you know make sense. I think "Dance the Night Away" should be in the two spot. I don't think it should have necessarily opened the record. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. But definitely. somebody yeah. somebody get me a doctor is it's just such a ferocious song, and I feel like it would fit, but. Yeah, I don't know, because then you would have You're No Good into the next two tracks after that, so maybe it's good to have a hit right before you hit those, so I I don't, it's tough. (laughs) Are you saying something about the next two tracks? (laughs) We'll get get to them, but I'm a fan. Yeah, we will. You know, it's funny, though, somebody get me a doctor would have been a flush for me, like, six, six, seven years ago. Wow. Really, like, I never paid attention to it like at that time but when i dug back into the album you know like i said yeah. when i started loving it again yeah that it was right it was great it's amazing that's what that's what i love about this this show you know if, if we have absolutely zero listeners out there it just motivated me to pick up some albums that i might have glossed over you know it's like rediscovering a band in a way and you right. know, that picked yeah. up my guitar i'm learning some new songs now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so all right we're gonna move on to uh bottoms up here Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's one of those great. Yeah, just your fist up in the air at a at a concert and just singing along. Yeah, it just has that. Uh, yeah, that's another big plus for me. <laughs> you know, this is interesting one for me because this is one where I, especially when I throw on the vinyl or just you know start Van Halen two from the beginning, that mm-hmm. I'll like it. Right, I'll, I'll be rocking out to it. Yeah, but I never go to this track. 
Well, no. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I realized why, actually. And I was listening to it, and I listened to it back a couple of times. Yeah. It feels like, to me, a less good version of LaGrange by ZZ Top. Yeah, a little bit. I know. Oh, okay. It's, it's got that, you know, that quiet opening. It's got, you know, kind, kind of a bit of a goofiness, things like that, you know, mm-hmm. that ZZ wow. Top can pull off. And then it, it's got that dun, 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 dun. Yeah, dun. I get it. And yeah. I was like, you know, as soon as I realized that, yeah. Yeah, I not, don't know. Yeah, not, not yeah, the, I, it's it's funny that you say that because I was thinking exactly that ZZ Top listening to wow, this. Wow, it's I, that that train track, you know, that 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 galloping groove. Yeah, yeah, this is straight up ZZ Top. Not sure about it. Yeah, and, not, you know, we'll get to it. I'm yeah, not. not yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the. And, and, go ahead. Take a listen from the beginning. I just kind of reminds me. Uh, you can hear it absolutely in the hall. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I never would have picked up on that before, yeah. but I know, like, pretty sure Van Halen was covering ZZ Top yeah, back in the I, club I, days. I, I, and I think yeah, Eddie, I think was a, a Billy Gibbons fan. Um, yeah, so maybe and they would a... cover they they covered Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers like on the Diver Down tour. So oh, okay. that'd be interesting. I wonder if that was a bit of an inspiration. I never I'm thought sure. of that. I mean, that, it's but... not the first time. Yeah, people took inspiration, and it wouldn't be the last. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But, uh, Do you have any specific thoughts on this, Alex? Like the bottoms up? Yeah, I, I I love this track. I know when I was a little younger, uh, listening to it, I mean, it was just kind of there. It was like a sleeper track. I, I didn't dislike it by any means. Um, I mean, I, I, I can't say I dislike any Van Halen song. I mean, yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> bands of ours. It, it's so hard to do these, like, dislike, like, just because they were such an important band for me, and I have yeah. appreciation for all of it. But um, I think the thing I really love about this track has got to be the backup vocals. I mean, you could oh, hear yeah. Mi- Mikey so well in this song, and, you know, just listening back to that little clip, just the way... You know, this record was engineered and mixed, how forward like Eddie's guitar solos are and they jump out in the tone on it. It's just I, I'm a I'm a fan of this song, so mm-hmm. all right. Uh, I don't like yeah. songs with uh, punctuation in the title. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The exclamation. It's it's funny because yeah. some people really hate those two title songs too. You know, like yes did that with Tales from Topographic Ocean. Some yeah. some people hate it, some people hate punctuation, I guess. Yeah, I, I hate punctuation. I don't know why. We'll, f- we'll, f- we'll figure it's just a Dave move. Yeah, just put in that little kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh yeah, let's go on to the next track on this album and if I'm not mistaken, it's the last track on the first side. Uh, uh, it would make sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that would be Out of Love Again. Yep. Or Out of Love Again. Yeah, that's another, uh, I guess you could say one of the, maybe one or two ragers on the album. Yeah, it's got the, a little bit more of a boogie feel to it, but uh, uh, but yeah, definitely, and very, it's got a little bit of a dissonant quality to it also. Yeah, it's kind of a, yeah, again, probably one of the more metallic songs on the record. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a sneak up on you 
for at least for me that that I would have never given it a second thought listening to it. I'd just been like, you know, let's get to dance the night away and when is dreams and where's the, where, where are the keyboards? But, you know, like, <laughs> but like this, this is the kind of song that you listen to it and just the, those chromatic step ups that Chris, that little bit of dissonance in there. Like yeah. It's really expanding the palette of the band and, and you know, this is almost like an Alex showcase here. You know, the, oh, to, like, to yes. this point, it's been Eddie, 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 and Dave screaming. And even we've talked about Michael's uh, backup vocals, but I don't think to this point we've really talked at all about Alex's drumming. And this, is, I think, it comes out here uh, showing that the, the, this, this is you know four talented members across the board, and this is his showcase here. It's Absolutely. funny because I was gonna say the exact same thing. I'm like, you want to find a new appreciation for this song? Just listen to the drums. And the drum patterns, and then there's, it's just great throughout. Oh, I know, yeah, it's a very kind of gets your kind of it gets you moving. Yeah, it's got mm-hmm. that. Yeah, just see, it's, it's it's an air drumming song. You know, if you're listening to this, I could just picture being, you know, 1980 on tour. Of this and just when this comes on, all right, you know, like I'd just be air drumming, like you know, just the 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 guy in front of me, like you know, that that that's that's what this song is. You could just it's 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 you know, it's no in the air tonight, but it's like it's it's got that that feel like it's it's almost kind of almost like a neil perp feel to it if they were doing drum cams for this album i'd want to see this song yeah oh yeah i have to look up a cover now i have to look up who's drum covering this on youtube you know it's yeah that's interesting i i can't say i really ever paid too much see here's the thing and, and this might be a bit of a hot take here and this is not taking any any credit away from alex because obviously he's an incredible drummer but I, I gotta say, I think it's maybe just because Dave and Eddie are so powerful in the focus of the band, and even even where maybe Mike and if you really listen to Michael Anthony's bass lines, like especially on these early records, which is great the way these records were mixed because you know you'll have Eddie in one channel and then Mike in the other, so you could really hear what Mike is doing. And for like the longest time, I. I feel like I kind of ignored Alex, or I always kind of felt like, oh, he's a you know he's a good hard rock drummer, but you know he's no Neil Peart or or somebody like that who who I kind of looked at more. But then eventually, if you really listen to like his double bass work, I mean, he was like a kind of an early pioneer of the the double bass, and 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 I've gained a big appreciation for him here. But you know, the thing about this song, which I I love so much, is just kind of how it opens up with just that single kind of ringing note that mike's doing on the bass and then it swells in and yes there's there's a great alex kind of swing feel on this and i love how the eddie's solos in a way sort of progress in skill and in wildness in a way where it it starts off a little tame with these kind of weird you know dissident bends and then eventually each break it's getting a little bit more wild and a little bit more impressive so you know, what's yeah, interesting, yeah, you know, in balancing out the group here is that, you know, we're talking about musical characters and each of one of them really fit within the story of this album. Mm-hmm. I mean, they each do their own thing. They each, you know, come out when they need to. They go back when they need to. You know, everyone is bringing something. This is not just, you know, a, a you know, a, a David Coverdale project and let me, you know, hire some ace guitar player and then we'll just, you know, get some pretty faces for the rest of the band. And like, this yeah. is like everyone is like a, a character in this story here and, and worth it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's like a good TV show. You know, everyone's firing on all cylinders and you know, there's no like, Oh, this is a, this is the Alex piece. Like, Oh, <laughs> like I'll skip, you know, I just. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you know, it's funny, yeah, before we move on, yeah, Mark, your initial comment as far as looking for the keyboards uh, <laughs> on some of the song, it was interesting. There was actually a thing in this article I read where I guess 
even as early as then, Eddie wanted to bring in keyboards on this record and synthesizers. And I guess like the um, the uh, I don't know if it was Uble Ted Templeman and the record label said, no, you're not doing that. And so I guess, yeah, I guess he was kind of shut down, but... Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I'll send you one of the articles I, yeah, that kind of oh, talked yeah. about that, yeah. Where I guess he had kind of pushed for it, uh, and I guess they give him a big no. It was also interesting, I guess they had a less budget for this record compared to the first one, which I thought was interesting, considering how well uh, Van Halen 1 did, but... Uh, uh, but going over budget, probably. Maybe it's, it's possible, yeah, I don't know, because I think they were kind of tinkerers in the, uh, um, in the studio, but... Uh, uh, but I guess uh, that also contributed to, I guess a lot of the songs on here are first takes as well. So I guess, uh, yeah, so I, I guess that also, uh, uh, it, it might've been a reason, yeah, why they, uh, as far as, okay, well, we got less money, so we really gotta, we gotta kind of kick ass the first time around. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the first song of the second side, and I expect we're going to have some discussion about this because it's partially our namesake, and that's Light Up the Sky. the rager of the album you know, as far as uh that's kind of like what on fire was on the first record but uh i think this song uh is i think maybe a little bit more better constructed i mean it's got a little bit more kind of yeah kind of uh more interesting parts i guess for lack of a better word you know uh, what i hear yeah. in, in that song i hear megadeth yeah it's like a, yeah this is probably the heaviest song they recorded up until then um I mean, with lighter lyrical content, but right, yeah. I mean, this almost feels like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that they were cross influenced at all, but I mean, this this, this song is heavy. It is, yeah. yeah. That's why, yeah. If this is this is probably the again, it, pretty much all of their records usually had one really metallic song, and this is definitely that one. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah, from yeah top to bottom. Yeah, it really. This is coming from the breakout the keyboards guy. Right. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, take more it's, of this no. too. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's a good song. Like I said, if, if it's, it's a riff machine. Oh, it is. Yeah, it, and again, it's got that a little bit of kind of that even more dissonance than the song before it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny. This album. I mean, they went uh, kind of. They took it on at least more than one. Tr- uh, yeah, more than one track where they kind of had that really. Yeah, where it was almost. It was pretty much metal. I mean, at least for that era. I mean, it was as cl- probably as close to thrash as you would have had up until that point. Um, if, so. It's it's like the, the the parts of the song that first of all all of it kind of hits from that intro you yeah. know Mike yeah. is a star on this everybody's a star on this right song. Mm-hmm. but I I absolutely love the solo to the end you got oh this. yeah yeah 
burner of a solo. Absolutely. And then you get this this cool drum section that's going on where mm-hmm. Alex is doing his thing, and then the band comes in and with the vacuum vocals lighting up the sky. Oh, I know, it's yeah. Just, Oh, and you, it's it's you know it's what the Vinnie Vincent record is supposed to be meant to be played at full volume. <laughs> that's the end, that's the end of this song. In a Bobby Rock's van. God, <laughs> I I don't know if it's too early to speak my piece on favorite songs, but this, if I had to split it into a favorite rager on the album or a favorite, this is this definitely might be my favorite yeah. song on the record. Um. Yeah, I think there's everything on this song. Where mm. it starts off, it's it's got that sort of weird dissonant, like where Eddie climbs up and Michael climbs down on yeah. that opening riff, and then the verses are just very kind of sleazy with Dave singing over top. And then when I was a kid, my favorite part of the song was the "Ooh, Mama, See the Firelights" breakdown part. I just yeah. just the way Dave sang that and how there was this really little kind of poppy. I almost got like a I don't know why this is the image that came into my head, but I always kind of pictured like this is where you know the band would be sitting around the campfire, yeah. and, da- and, and, and Dave's kind of there, and he's just singing this little kind of happy right. bit here, and then of course you know, and, and I know I I don't know if I bashed Alex on on my last song so much, but this is one that kind of stood out to me where he does that little kind of shuffle groove mm-hmm. right before the lighting up the sky bit and right before the solo, so. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, I think when I was younger, it, I didn't know if I liked it as much as I do now, now but it's kind of funny how I sort of re-love this song, but um, there's a video on YouTube, which is really cool. It's from the last Van Halen tour before they kind of called it quits or went on hiatus of uh, Alex, Eddie, and Wolfgang doing a sound check, and there's video of it, and they play this song. And of course, Dave isn't there to sing, so oh. basically they're just doing the music and the backing vocals. And I don't know what it was, but just really hearing what sort of Mike's vocal was on this song. Obviously, Wolfgang was doing it, and he nailed it perfectly. But something about that video, it kind of made me think of it a little bit more. And it's like, oh, that's what's going on there during that backup vocal. And I'm just like, oh, I love this song even more. And it, that sort of sound check in a way shot this song up to one of my favorites or if not my favorite on the record so that's where i stand on that one i have to uh um, you know throw in my visual thought of what this song sounds like to me i mean this is the song that you play after all the hits have gone through and this is a live show and the sun's starting to go down you know they're the headliners so you know that's just it's like it's just starting to get to that point in the show where you're just like you gotta lift people back up yeah, I mean, you yeah, have that, plus, like, there's more than the hits. Like, this shows that the band can really deliver six songs deep into the album. I know this is opening up a side, but, you know, we talked about this last record where, like, track eight, they're still full throttle. And, and you know, there's, there's this, and there's something that you could bring up to here with those, you know, really complementing the opener with the bass line and the guitar line just moving in opposite directions. Um, you know, I know there's long been rumors with, Eddie going back and re-recording bass lines. Yeah. <laughs> I think that happened there. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Sorry, Interesting. You, sorry, you cut out there. So uh, all I heard was that there was rumors. Were, were you, was there a question there? I cut out, sorry. Uh, so there were rumors that, uh, that with those... Let me try to think of a good place to pick back up so this can be edited nicely. 
But, you know, if is anyone's thinking that you know, with that opening of the song where those bass lines, guitar lines, they kind of, it's pretty complex that they're moving in opposite directions to open the song. There's long been rumors that Eddie went back and re-recorded Michael's parts, you know, whether he mm-hmm. wasn't up to the task or whatever. Do you think this was one of those times? Maybe even the first one? Oh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I know Eddie, I mean, at least especially later on, I mean, it was hard on, uh, was hard on Mike uh, as far as, well, the, he taught, I mean, most of the parts for a lot of the early albums, yeah, Eddie had to teach him how to do it. Uh, and I know mm-hmm. there's still a lot of speculation on whether or not that was, or how true that was, if it was partially true or if, uh, if there was some validity to it. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if that was true, it's got to be true there, because that's, you know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm going to just put in my two cents, not that I know anything, right. but I'm going to say no, because if you listen to a lot of the other songs in this one, Mike can bring it instead of and some of the fills i think and in, in that you don't notice in some of the other songs are probably more complicated than just the descending line i say a, yes you're really? gonna okay. you're gonna you're gonna say eddie went back i i could see I, I never thought of that when i listened to this but it's tough because i know they played this one live and i'm gonna get into a question after this about that but I mean, just to get it so tight and concise with, you know, the one guitar going down and the one moving up and getting it spot on. So it has that harmony. I don't even know if you would call it a harmony or what, but just to have it, it's possible. But I don't know. I mean, Michael can handle his own. That's the thing that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, oh, you know, Eddie had to show him stuff. And maybe that's true. Like, maybe Eddie did show him what parts to play or is like, hey, you should do this here. I could see that happening. But I... I don't know if I could believe that, like, Eddie actually went and re-recorded his tracks. But eh, you know, who am I? There's, there's right. no yeah, proof on it. Yeah. But. yeah. And and uh, just switching it up a little bit more with this next song. Yep. Oh, I was I was gonna ask one oh. quick thing. Oh, I know yeah, I, I I know we're running out of time here, so maybe we could just get a quick short answer in here. But sure. we were we were talking about side one and how you're no good was a questionable opener. I know. Uh, on the Van Halen 2 tour, I'm pretty sure this is the song they opened the tour with or opened oh, really? the show with. And also, I know uh, some of the dates on the last uh, Van Halen tour, the most recent one, which would, would that have been 2012? Is that when that was? Yeah, 2015, right. 2015 was, I think, was the very last. It was the, was, last, it? Uh, it was the 15, right? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a video I know of them playing at Red Rocks, and I'm pretty positive they open with this one. Should I know it's an opener wow. of side two, but should this have opened the record? And is this maybe one of the possible best opening tracks, if you think of it that mm. way? I'm going to go with a no. I love this as a side two opener. I love this as a deep cut. I love this as a middle of the show. I wouldn't open with it myself. Okay. I agree. I'm going to say no, because I think because it... Is a deep cut and open side too. I love it more than if it would open the record. Yeah, Fair. that uh, it it doesn't. Yeah, it is kind of like a middle. Because again, like I think we would talk about it as far as somebody get me a doctor being a good opener. Because again, it kind of has that yeah. that riff that kind of had. It's almost like you're opening the door kind of riff. Okay, it's like here we go on this. Yeah, this yeah ten song awesome journey. Yeah. Um, but uh, keeps things kind of balanced. Where yeah, light up the sky is just kind of like a curveball. It's like okay, it's like okay, we've been okay, we've been having a lot of fun, but now we're really gonna kind of we're gonna rock the boat. Yeah. <laughs> what do you All think, right. Alex? Yeah, I mean that that's a fair argument. Having somebody get me a doctor open the record. Um, 
I mean, as as long as it opens up a side, <laughs> it's it's Somewhere. it's good for me. As as long as it's opening something, I guess it'd be side two on this right. one if you if you got yeah. the vinyl for it. But yeah, and I could see why they opened with it at shows. You know, it's you know have the lights or, or you know the curtain come down or the lights come on with that opening riff and then just boom, you know, hundred miles an hour into that into yeah. that verse is great. So you know. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Either, either way. All right. So let's let's continue on with Spanish something, Fly. Something completely different. I have an interesting question. I, I, I'm okay. gl- I'm glad you be- <laughs> you played the intro grunt <laughs> to Spanish Fly. This is a song. I, 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 I'll say I re-listened to this record yesterday in full, and yeah. th- this is going to be a really weird question and a weird thought to think about. I'm sure, or may- you know, maybe people have thought about this, but. Why was that sound clip or that grunt included in the studio track? And because it just, I was also trying to think like, was there a conversation or something that happened right before they they rolled tape? Maybe, and it was just because of a pain. He had to try to cut it out. <laughs> you know it, it what? Just, because it's yeah. such a weird kind of like expression where he's just like, eh. It's just like <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm trying to figure out like what was that grunt in reaction to. And, and why they left it in there. It was always kind of like an Easter egg. Not an Easter egg, but like, huh, I always, did that mean something? Like, why did they leave that in there and what does it mean? That I'm gonna is give an a, albums unleashed question, if there yeah. was one. So I'm gonna shout give out to a Decibel hot, Geek to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give a hot take that I have no idea whether it's true or not. Just because, I'm going to say because of this song and the complexity and the technicality of it, they left it in there just to show that it was live and recorded in that studio fakery. Yeah. It's fine, like sure. I said, because he had a lot of. I have no idea if that's true. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's why it's in there. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like what I said before, yeah, that I guess a lot of these songs were just uh, one take. Like, okay, it's like okay, this is what we got to work with, and uh, you better get it on the first one. So it's like maybe that just got caught in there, and it's like, well, no, we don't. We're not going to go back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I have to. That's a, a an interesting observation because yeah. were we talking about this? I mean, we obviously talked about it when Eddie was first doing his guitar. I mean, like you know, when he would turn his back and wouldn't even show the audience what he was doing. I mean, were there people out there that would hear this and just say, "Well, that's not real. That can't be I'm real." Sure, actually, that I mean, was that worked. controversial at the time. I don't know, but I know. I mean, just speaking from a guitar player perspective and not to say like i'm any sort of pro or anything like that but the fact that he's doing this kind of crazy tapping at the very end of the song on a nylon string yeah, and it's acoustic very, it's, yeah. and it's so clean yeah it's the big I thing mean, it's he, very clear he he does his just his performance is so clean that the fact that he was able to just shred this without any sort of distortion or sustain to kind of help him kind of push that tapping along. I mean, 
when I heard this, I'm like, man, this guy can like really play. Cause can I, do it, I, yeah. I don't know if, I mean, of course there's, you know, flamenco guitarists that can shred that are playing on acoustics. But right. once I heard him be able to do this sort of tapping and eventually, you know, he incorporated bits of this solo into his, you know, live so that he would do during the show. But when I heard him just doing, you know, that tapping at the end on a nylon string, it's like, this guy's incredible. Yeah. Like, it, it, almost it, has, like, it almost has, it almost has like a heart. Yeah. It's like, no matter what kind of guitar you, I mean, you could go and give him like a first act kind of crappy yeah. guitar or something. Right. He's going to make that thing sound incredible. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what he does Thunder, on the Terminator. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, DOA here. So the next song after that instrumental interlude. solo the the it's feral yeah just it's all over the place and i love it yeah 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 it's funny this, i also yeah go yeah, ahead go ahead um i love that the little bass interchange in there too there's like some interchange between the bass and the guitar but um two things make this song for me the harmonies and mm-hmm. two, the speed up at the end. Mm-hmm. It's so cool yeah. how it just keeps building and then da 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 da. It's it's great. Those are those are the two things that really make the song for me. Yeah, I don't know. This is probably because I know I should like it just based on my. But it was always the song on the record that didn't, for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just subconscious. Yeah, didn't never sat uh, as well as some of the other songs on the record. Um, I mean, this feels like a priest song to me. It's considering your background. Yeah, I know. I'm that's surprised. why. I, yeah, that's why. I. It's 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 hard to explain. I because I, I guess you could technically say this is kind of like a cowboyish kind of ballady kind of uh, with heavy guitar. Uh, but I don't know. It's yeah, just uh, the delivery just never. Uh, yeah, never did it for me. And again, I, 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 I wish I could elaborate more on it. I just yeah, it's hard to. It's hard are, are, are you referring to Bon Jovi? Uh, oh, no. Wanted Dead or Alive? Yeah, that, that, that's a little bit uh, more know, country than this one. But. No, I would I would take this over yeah uh, over that just because I can't listen. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> right. I, I just can't listen to that There's album anymore. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- th- here's an interesting thing though. The the part that I do not like about this song at all is the repeated verse. I'm not a big fan when uh, you bring a back a verse yeah, at the end of a song. It is funny when you it's, look at the lyrics in general, they're very kind of like, maybe that's one thing that did it where they just seem kind of, I don't know, lazy, I guess, for like a little better. Uh, yeah, you could see it's kind of like one of those outlawish type of songs, but it just doesn't seem like he really takes it or, or puts as much into it as, as uh, he does in a lot of his other, a lot of the other Van Halen songs. Where so you can see that Van Halen is starting to lose steam here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I know you guys, and I don't, I don't have like a deep hate of this song. It's just more, it was like my least favorite kind of, it just didn't hit me. Uh, even as a, a heavier song, it didn't hit me like some of the other ones. It just sounded kind of tired, I guess, from my perspective. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. This one growing up for me, uh, Kev, I'm going to have to agree with you. My, first off, my favorite part of the song are those harmonies. It's just, 
I don't know what it was, but it was just so pleasant to the ear and it just made me feel yeah. like a certain way mm. when I heard those harmonies back in the day. Uh, that really made me love this song. Uh, this song, I, I want to say this was an earlier one, uh, you know, back maybe in the mid-70s, like the club days they were playing this song. and You may be right. Yeah, I think that I, I don't know been. if that's true, but it, it just it has a really sort of, I mean, it's hard to say that it has an old school feel because, you know, this record came out in 79, but it just, yeah. even for that record, it seems like it was a little, just a bit more classic. Like I could, could have seen this one, maybe, you know, fitting on Van Halen one or yeah, something right. like that. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm a looking, little... Yeah. I'm looking back at my notes and yeah, DOA was a, uh, was a song they played in the clubs, but it, for whatever reason, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I personally, I love the song. I, I don't know if I ever really picked up on the repeated verse. So, I mean, as you guys probably know me, I'm not like the biggest <laughs> lyric guy. I guess it kind of depends on what right. what band it is where I really, you know, pay attention to the lyrics. But I mean, for Van Halen, it's always been more about the melody and the guitar part. Exactly. The, That's why I had and the harmonies. Yeah, luckily so, with uh, yeah, luckily with Apple Music, I mean, you can they've got the thing where you can read the lyrics, and you when you read yeah. when you read it, you're kind of like, okay, it doesn't seem like he was really. And maybe that was another reason why I didn't click. Yeah, where it just sounded kind of, kind of like labored. Where he's just like, okay, let's just, okay, just throw. We're just gonna throw in some lyrics. Uh, yeah, and we're, it's and, very and possible. And what you're, but... what you're kind of paying attention to is the, uh, is like the riff. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I can see it's... both of your points here, considering that to this point, every song has clocked in in or less than three minutes, and this one is over four. Yeah, yeah. it's over four. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I could see, like, yeah, when you play a little clip of it, like, yeah, that rocks. But, you know, after four plotting minutes. Yeah, it kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could get it. I, I could see your points. Yeah. Are we ready to move on? Yes. All right, let's go on to Women in Love. More punctuation. <laughs> question for the group yeah is this a power ballad uh i don't know i mean dave is definitely exercising his kind of crooner influences uh, especially when he first breaks into the first verse uh i like guess yeah he's really kind of yeah just it's a little bit more kind of laid back a little bit more kind of uh yeah if it was just him it could have been just him sitting in the booth without any instruments he probably could have acapellaed it mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna say no though I'm gonna say it's not a power ballad. No, I, I wouldn't say it's yeah. a little bit too grooving for it. Yeah, um, the, it, the, the, the power ballads aren't riff driven, and this has got a, got a riff. Yeah, I love. It. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's that's, no. the, that's the weird thing as far as yeah, the guitar. It's slower, but it just I don't know. It just kind of it's very infectious. Yeah. yeah. 
The deeper yeah. the lava is rift driven. Okay. The okay. deeper <laughs> the lava. A, a, a lot of power balance. <laughs> are, 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 are we going to be reviewing uh, Slip of the Tongue at some point? Because yeah. I sure hope so. <laughs> oh, I, I, sure, I sure hope so. But no, this song, you know, I was talking earlier about, you know, what my favorite song in the record was. And without a doubt, like growing up, this was my favorite song. On the record, it was just the harmonies yeah, the where they har- go yeah, into the "Oh, women in love" part. It's just the way, you know, Mike and Eddie's vocals. And and, and one thing I always wondered is if Dave ever hop. I don't think he did. I don't think Dave ever maybe hopped into the the background vocals there and, and mesh three together. But just Mike shines so much on this song, and it just mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a like the song is like a warm blanket. It's it just is, like yeah. I put this on, and it's so comforting, <laughs> and it like makes me like squirm in all the right places. Right, and when like, I hear those harmonies, analogy. It, you know, I mean, it's a weird analogy. I'm sorry, but like that's just the way this one made me like right. you know where you kind of turn your head and you're like, oh, that's good. Like that it was is, yeah. the uh, song for like, me <laughs> when I heard those vocals, and especially you know the the tapping harmonics that he does at the beginning. Oh, and, and, yeah. And, and one thing that was really cool is um, this is a song they brought back uh, on that, you know, that 2012 that or tour. 2015 reunion tour. It's on the 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 one official Dave-era Van Halen live record. It's on the Tokyo Dome show, which is really cool to hear it there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough between this and Light Up the Sky, but this, is, this has got to be, like, maybe my favorite song on the record yeah i i am totally with you there and i had the note to talk about the fact that they brought this back too i mean when i saw that it was on the set list even though i didn't get a chance to go to the shows i was so happy to see that it was getting some appreciation right because the 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 intro to the riff to those harmonies and just oh yeah it it is like that analogy you said you just wrap yourself in this song and the guitars are still very fat too even like the little kind of yeah which is very yeah very unusual that he still kind of keeps it that muscle there even in more of like a ballady type of uh or one of the slower uh songs but uh and then then the harmonies with mike yeah i mean they're pretty much all over the song (laughs) right yeah somebody has been uh strangely silent during the discussion it's it's such an interesting opener too like i I don't really, really really touch much on the opener with that but it's it's like almost you know shiny like is, Def yeah. shiny shiny yes yeah, yeah it's like I, like I don't like I can see the blanket you know right um, yeah <laughs> but like I, it's so sparkly you know and for Van Halen just that that we've gone from a you know the ragers and the just you know you know two horns in the sky just bang your head to you know ZZ Top to yeah. almost like I wouldn't call it Def Leppard but it really has that crystal clear opening right. just just I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's it's such a diverse album that you know, is, just yeah. as a comment on the album in whole that this really adds a lot to that, um, you know that 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 variance. Right. Yeah. yeah I guess. And yeah. This, that, yeah. That was something he was. I guess Eddie was very proud about as far as the intro to this song. That just that very melodic harmonic kind of. Because uh, I don't know if it was difficult at first to get it uh, to record it. I don't know if it was just something new that he was trying out, but. Uh, uh, just one of the kind of stories I read is that yeah, that was something he was very kind of proud got on that song and kind of came out as well as it did. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, yeah. we went from, you know, napalm exploding out of your speakers to ecstasy oozing out of your speakers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three tracks. <laughs> right. Three. And, and if I had to pair this song with any other record or any other song on the record, it would have to be, I think, Dance the Night Away, where it's that same, yeah. you know, kind of overly 
poppy melodic kind of yeah melodic and that just that summery beachy you know song where and it's interesting that it's you know how dance the night away is the second song on the record and then women women of love is the second to last song on the record it's almost like a bookend kind of thing i don't know if that was intentional but that's just something i picked up on right now that i figured i'd mention but so you call that like a b-side to a single yeah, I mean, I just I I would have to say like if I had to pair, like I, I feel like this one is almost the uh, the the side to dance the night away of the record kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah. Sure. All right. Do do we want to close this thing out? Let's do That's it. Sure. All right. Let's close this thing out with beautiful girls. Probably this the has mo- got to be the yeah. It's got to be the closer, doesn't yeah, it? Probably yeah, probably the most. It really up, does. Yeah, probably the most upbeat and kind of fun intro to any of the songs on here. Yeah, just but da 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 Yeah, it's just gotta just yeah, yeah. It's just and, and you know I I sparked some controversy last album by saying that on fire could be cut and we could throw. Um, God, I forget. It's totally blanking on the name now how about we move um, how about we move on i'm the up? one yeah <laughs> i'm the I'm, I'm the one yeah at the end but in this case yeah. i feel like beautiful girls has got to be the closer it is great yeah. it's, yeah. it's it such just, a sing-along at the oh, end yeah. yeah i mean i'll, I'll say it's right, just, so just ending it ending you know, with the kiss is just perfect but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's right like i'll say as a filmmaker this song like I, there's a lot of songs that paint pictures on, on this album i think this one is probably the richest one like just like it's like Alex said at the very beginning, just the you know the California surf. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like Manhattan Beach right. summer. You know, like tons of girls, tons of you know, like everyone's like. And I see, I see this in a film, and and then it goes, it just goes, beautiful girls, and then that just stops right there, and then you cut to the next scene. Yeah, right. You know, and that kind of just echoes yeah. out, and it's like a complete change of pace. Like I just see that like, this is just like movie music right here. It is. That's it's a, a it's a very visual song too. I mean, when Dave's singing, I mean, you can kind of. Close your eyes and picture, yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah, him just walking kinda, around the beach and yeah, yeah. meeting 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 some of these girls, yeah, and that kind of yeah, where you can kind of see it, yeah, just how yeah, probably the most, I mean, as far as lyrics, yeah, not that they, not that yeah, lyrics were necessarily the focal point of this band, but it was probably one of the few songs where you kind of pay attention a little bit and kind of let yeah, imagine that scene that he's kind of laying out. Yeah, and this so, is another one like that Chris said about some of the songs from Van Halen one. Um, Ice Cream Man in particular, I feel like only Dave could pull this off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the way he does this throughout, it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's you got, know, yeah, is, Dave, you are selling this song, yeah, and, he, I, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I am buying it. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's got the machismo, yeah, to, to kind of, or the gusto to be able to sing. Because you could see him doing, I mean, as far as just engaging in that type of situation that the song is purveying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'll push back yeah. against that. I, I, I feel like Aerosmith could cover this song. 
I think Steven uh, Tarr could do. Yeah, could do maybe. This. Yeah. I could see that. Well, one thing I was going to ask earlier about your, your your point there, Mark, which was good. It made me think about this. I know I mentioned at the top of the show that there really wasn't an official sort of kind of theatrical big production music video for this record. Uh, would you say that if, you know, there was one that they should have done a video for, it would have been this one? That's a great question. I think I, 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 I want to yeah, say yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say, yeah. I mean, maybe Dance the Night Away, they could have done something. But you're right. I mean beautiful girls and, and honestly one thing i think of i didn't think about this before but you know i think of dave's solo career with like eat em and smile or yeah. like how theatric oh, his yeah. how theatric yeah. his video was for just a gigolo like this is a song that i think <laughs> yeah. could have been a dave solo song and he could have made a just just a gigolo type right. video yeah. for the song and sold it Right, technically yeah. he kind of did. I mean, with the cover of California Girls. I mean, yeah, I mean that yeah, was yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you right. think of that, that's pretty much. I mean, uh, as far as cor- correlating it to uh, uh, Beautiful Girls, I mean, it's got that kind of imagery. Uh, okay, so, so yeah. let's take this album and we say that is the quintessential Dave song, and let's flip the question around: Which of these songs is best with Sammy? Uh, Ooh. Hold, 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 let me, Ooh. I gotta, I gotta look at the, hold on, I gotta, my phone. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look. Where'd you got your track list in? Yeah. Because yeah, I'm looking I don't, at that right now. I don't, I don't know if Sammy ever did any of these songs live. I will say I do know, and, and we'll get to this era of Van Halen too. Don't, don't let us forget, but <laughs> there is a live show of Van Halen on the Van Halen three tour in Australia. It's a good pro shot video with mr gary sharon of Jeez. extreme <laughs> okay. I, I like the ogs but this is a song that um they actually played with gary and i know that michael sang lead on this oh that's weird really i i, I can't remember uh, if they traded off verses like they okay. let gary do a verse and then michael came All up right. and did a verse but this is one that Maybe somebody to get me a doctor could have been the one that Sammy did. Is... You know what? I'm going to throw out something controversial, and you guys can tell me what you think. Uh, just based. You're on... going to say Spanish fly? No, I know. Yeah, somehow, <laughs> <laughs> this is missing some vocals. Yeah, I think we. I think they keep gonna. Uh, but I know. Anyway, um, just based on a, a song he did on uh, the F.U.C.K. record, um, uh, "Light Up the Sky." I think because when you think of, you remember Judgment Day. That's a, I was going to yeah. go with you on Fair. that. Yeah, okay. Good. So, I'm not, yeah. so I'm not totally off kilter. Because I was thinking, I'm like, you know, because that, that, that song is just, uh, that's one of my favorite songs, actually, from the Sammy era. It actually, it, yeah, it does actually remind me of something uh, off bah, bah, that bah, 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 Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, got, it's, it does. Got that, it's got that metallic, uh, I mean, that was probably the most metallic song that the Sammy era uh, recorded. Um, but, uh, but that's just my opinion. I think those, uh, yeah. I, think that, I think he was able to pull it off on there and probably could have done the same here. Uh, just with those high, those high kind of Sammy octaves. Yeah, I think he could have pulled yeah. it off. I'm going to go with well, Dance the Night Mark? Away. Dance really? the Night Away is a Sammy song. I think that the way Sammy vamps during a chorus fits in with the way Dave vamped that song. I didn't hear what you said, um, actually. kind of cut out. What, what, did, what song? Dance the Night Away. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, I just feel like it's got the pop sensibility of the Sammy era. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think that's being off tempo, Sammy Rocker. I think that I, I would I could see that live. That's valid. You know, Sammy yeah, playing that back yeah. live. Fair. All yeah. right, we got the album wrapped. Uh, let's take it to love it, flush it, buy it, or terminate on site. A moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> I forgot that the terminate on site was added you to. Must, uh, you <laughs> must pick one. One must be terminated, and Alex oh. the contender's got this one. Okay, so I'll take this. So I. 
I was thinking maybe we'll just kind of go in the same order as we went before, uh, if that's cool. I think we went Mark, Chris, myself, and Kev. So uh, I guess we'll start off with first song on the record, You're No Good, a cover. What do we think? Do we love? Do we flush? Would we buy this for our uh, Spotify Van Halen playlist? Say you're, you're, you're showing to a friend I... that... You're getting somebody into Van Halen for the very first time, or would you terminate it from existence? Uh, if anybody terminates, they're going to be terminated from the show if they terminate. You're no good. Um, I, I'm going to love it. Um, I'm close to buying it, but it's a cover. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that has merit too because buying that to show, you know, a, a, a listener that, hey, this is what Van Halen can do with a cover. Um, but yeah, I love it. This is, this is, I loved it. You know, my first comment on the show, and you know, nobody's changed my opinion. This is a top Van Halen song for me. All right, Chris. Uh, I love it because uh, again, it was a very unique uh, interpretation of a uh, of a song that was more or less a uh, yeah again a Linda Ronstad R and B ballad, and yeah, and like a lot of the covers they did, they were able to inject it yeah with a lot of a lot more muscle than. I don't think I think anybody else could have done. I don't think anybody else could have pulled it off like they did. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I will love it. Uh, I will keep it. Uh, I will keep it there. <laughs> keep it on board. All right, I think this is where we're going to get a little controversy here. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, because the uh, the guidelines are, we have to we have to say we don't like a song and we have to terminate it. I'm sorry, but this I think. I'm gonna have to terminate this one. And, <laughs> and, and, terminate you? No. Good. I, lo- I love this. I love this song. <laughs> yes, we. I yes, love. Yes. Don't uh, get me wrong. Yeah. I love. I love this song, and and this is probably gonna sound pretty hypocritical if you're going back and you're listening to episode one because I think I was the only one on episode one to save. You really got me, uh, which is which is a cover, but I saved that one and I terminated some of their original songs. Which you come on to Van Halen too, and I'm terminating the one cover and saving all the originals. But I don't know, just everything else just I feel is so essential. And, and like I said, I, I truly do love this song. And that's the thing that I loved about Van Halen is personally, I think they made, you know, the songs they covered, they made them better. I, yeah. You know, you could say what you want on that, but it just, it, it, to, to my young ears at the time, uh, they were just a little bit heavier, a little bit catchier, and they just put their own fun twist on it. So I do love this song, but if I have to pick one, I think this is going to be the one. So that's that's okay, where so I'm it's, at. it's on the curve. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, 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 it's part of the show. I got to do it. This is the one I'm thinking. So. You have to terminate something. So, so. Mister, right. Mister, well, I am not going to terminate. I am not going to flush. I am going to love this song. It is. Uh, I love the screaming guitars, like I said, and it's just. I just. I love the way it opens up the album. So uh, yeah, mark me down for love. Awesome. Okay, so that will wrap up. You're no good. So let's move on to track two. Uh, I believe the, if I'm not mistaken, the first single on the record. Uh, Dance the night away, Mark. What do we think? Love, flush, buy or terminate from existence. <laughs> I just got to throw in there that Mark Me Down for Love sounds like a Z-list hair metal album. <laughs> yes, yes, yes it does. Done. If you tell me that God, again, yeah. I'm just going to have that image in my head. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mark Me Down for Love. Honestly, <laughs> for, for, for well, those... Let me, 
for those that don't know, and this will just be a quick little blip, you can edit it out if you want, <laughs> but these four guys that are on the show, this all started off because we were making an original record and uh, of sort of music from this era that sounded from this era and i know we have a band name but we didn't have a an album title name so i think we might have just found, found it, it. <laughs> <laughs> flesh and blood just, move aside mark me down for love just just picture a mark free era signal playing at the iowa state fair in front of two people yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> mom and dad you know, with the lights dimmed a little bit yeah and you got you up front yeah jeez <laughs> All so, right, um, so it's something Marianne Williamson would say on the debate stage. Anyway, <laughs> so, so I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. some political. Oh uh, yeah, well, yes, they, yeah. It's not a political comment. Just yeah. <laughs> Marianne Williamson doesn't count. Yeah. All so right, uh, was Chris? So you mark that down. Dance tonight away for a love, right? Or, or did we not get to it yet? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I love it. All right. All right. Mark me right. down in Mark, the name of right. love. <laughs> and Mr. Chris, your, yeah. your thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah, – this is another one. I'm going to love it. Yeah, it's just too upbeat. It's got the heavy kind of melodic riffing that I like. Uh, yeah, the uh, – a very happy song topic. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, you, you can't. You can't beat it. Yeah, it's one of those. Again, you think of summer. You think the beach. You think of just hanging with uh, with your buds. Yeah, and just going. Yeah, and yeah, just dancing uh, the night away. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's just a quintessential kind of representation of them. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I would I would agree with all your points there. I mean, this is a a tricky one where. I know for the first record, and maybe I'll save this. Actually, you know, I'll save this. Eh, well, no, I think I could say it now. I, I'm trying to figure out where where I think of the buy, the track that I would buy. I would put it on a playlist to show somebody, like, hey, if you want to get into Van Halen, here's where you should start. Um, I know for, for the first record, uh, I put I'm the One, just because I think it was perfect. It really, uh, you know resembled everything that was great about the band in one song um i think i have another another pick that might be it for me but to be fair if i'm really trying to get somebody to like into this it's so hard to not put this on there yeah as on a greatest hits record i mean if for the introductory fan i mean it might not be on my like deep cut kind of favorite but for the general kind of population i think this might be a buy for me so Ooh. wow okay I know, but it's just, it's such a quintessential song and it, it's so fun and it shows the funness of the band there. So I think I'm going to go with that one. All right. You're out of well, terminations and you're out of buys. Yeah. I, I'm going to love this track as well. You know, I already explained why I think it's a classic track and I love listening to it and I've never gotten tired of it. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the best representation as far as the California Van Halen when you think of that. that yeah. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no. Is it my favorite song on the record? No. But I'm trying to think like, oh, I, I'm I'm getting you know my little cousin into Van Halen for right. the first time. What's something I would put on to kind of catch their ear and show the fun vibes? Yeah. That's why I picked that. So, all right. Uh, moving on. Track three. Somebody get me a doctor. Mark your thoughts. Um, I'm gonna buy it. You're going to buy it? Okay. Bring me up to buy it. Um, It is just too hard hitting of a riff. I mean, you can get in. It's so diverse into where you could get in 
you know, you get people into this as a guitar player. You get this into somebody who's not musical, but they just want to sing along because it just got it's like it's got you know. I know "Dance the Night Away" is a great sing along, but I think this is a little bit more of a um, just a, you know, it's 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 got enough of a rager you know element to it where it's mm-hmm. not a full out rager, uh-huh. but it's no. it, it's just the best balance of this. I think this song represents the album. It's it's the one that represents the yeah. entire album, top to bottom. Yeah, you got might. a great solo. That's why I buy this one. Okay, fair. I, I like that. A lot. I, I think I would probably yeah have to uh, agree with that. So, Chris, your thoughts? Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with my buddy over there. I'm gonna here take my money. Uh, yeah, here you this go. Is a buy yeah, this Chris. is a big buy. Yeah, this is this is probably yeah one of the songs. I mean, that really. Uh, as far as not remembering this album in particular, as far as when I first heard it, but I remember hearing this song. And just, yeah, totally like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, as far, again, another great representation of, of Eddie's sound. Yeah, very simple, but very, you can tell he's just digging into that riff. Uh, and it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just all, there's not, yeah, it's all just heavy mids and just kind of punches you right in the gut. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just, uh, again, it's got the Dave screams, it's got all that good stuff, yeah. <laughs> All everything. Yeah, all well balanced yeah. in what two minutes and fifty seconds or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm... yeah. I would so... agree. There's no doubt. This is one of the, for my part, this is no doubt one of the strongest songs on the album. I, again, I think this is another one that was added to the set list a few years ago. Uh, it's on the Tokyo Dome record, so obviously it's got to be a a live and a band favorite. So, and I totally I totally see where you're coming from like if this represents the record, I I think I would agree. So, if it wasn't Dance the Night Away, I think it would be this one. So, this is a love for me. Mm-hmm. So, Kev. All right. Uh, I'm going to love this song as well. The riff, obviously, it's so great. Everybody digging in there and uh get it this is yeah, like I said before, one of the ones that the stock has risen on this song for me over the years, and it's still high. So nice. I'm going to love it. I'm not going to buy it, but I'm going to love it. I'll throw okay. a comment out there that it's it's hard, personally, for me to hard hard to buy a song on this album. There's, there's just a lot that qualifies. So. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and again, you know, this is going to be interesting. I'm just going to throw in a quick little comment here. But, you know, what I'm thinking about is I select a song to buy is not only the best song on the album but remember i bought little dreamer on van halen one yeah so i gotta balance out my playlist yeah so that's you know that is something also that i'm taking into consideration which which songs from which albums and i'm not going to just pick all slow and i'm not going to pick all fast so uh yeah i think it'd be fascinating to see our playlist at the end of this so yeah Yeah, four different opinions all right okay uh track four bottoms up mark does it get a termination because of the exclamation point? Your thoughts? <laughs> now, th- uh, this is a tough one. Um, it does not. I'm, I'm saving my terminate. Um, <laughs> For... I'm gonna be too quick on the trigger with this. I I, I don't like the groove. Yeah, um, I think that was one of the things I was trying to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta flush it. Um, this is our first flush, you know which. <laughs> Get down there. Yeah, I, I, like, I know we had... had it's <laughs> a long flush. It's all the way down there. <laughs> yeah, it is down. gone. <laughs> all right, bottoms up. Yeah, gone. That's all I got to say. All right. Okay. Chris, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to... As much as I like this song, I got to... Yeah, it's, it's, it's going down. Yeah. 
You gotta do the have the the three flush toilet. You gotta make sure it's all the way down there. Yeah, you don't. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Again, it's. I guess a little derivative. I guess if you wanna. Not that it's not a hard hitting song, but it's just not as unique as a lot of the other songs on the album. Okay. Yeah. I guess you can hear the influences. On there, where a lot of the other Van Halen songs, and one of the things that kind of set them apart from their peers is that they didn't sound necessarily like anybody else. Uh, and this is the one time where you can kind of, yeah, when you really listen to it, it's like, yeah, I can kind of, I can pick up the, uh, yeah, I can, I, I can see where they were probably just trying to. Who knows? Maybe that was at the end of a recording day where it's like, okay, I just can't think of anything. <laughs> let's, <laughs> right. just, let's just let's just pull so let's just put on something else yeah, and see if we can't pull some yeah. influences from elsewhere. <laughs> well, let's yeah. let's see. Do we make it three in a row here? I I you know it's tough. I I think I can see where you guys are coming from on this one. I would have to say either this song or the song after it is again as much as i love every van halen song and i wouldn't want to get rid of any i could see where these might be low points on the record just because everything else is so strong it's not like they're bad songs they'd be top songs on any other record but just everything else is so strong surrounding it so it's it's tough i mean i feel like i would actually have to sit down and listen to track four and track five and and that's what would help me decide i think the thing about bottoms up that i love so much is it's got a little bit more of a of a hook and a melody on the chorus versus out of love again just because out of love is just a little bit more dave just kind of screaming the chorus yeah. on that one so i don't know it's hmm, it might have to come back to me on it, it's either got to be bottoms up or out of love again but maybe okay, so it's 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 sitting on the uh the edge of the it, uh, toilet seat yeah i know yeah, I know. yeah my finger's I mean, on the button i'm gonna click it in 10 seconds unless you give me an answer <laughs> yeah there's no no waffling around all now. right all right i'll, I'll go ahead and i'll say i'll say flush on bottoms up i, I love it but i'll do it okay. these straight flushes you got the tri- the triple flush yeah. oh we're gonna get the Cause, septic pumped because then because then i thought about the solos and stuff going on and out of love again and that's absolutely yeah. incredible so all right kev your thoughts can we get four? All right, do do I make it four or four? Uh, I am not gonna make it four or four. You know why? Oh, oh wow! That's, 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 a, that's a strong statement there. Oh. I'm terminating it on site. I wasn't gonna... ever since I thought of the ZZ Top thing. That ruined it for it. you, yeah. Yeah, you hear as that, much Eddie? as I you hear as, that, as, <laughs> as much as I like the song when I'm playing the album, yeah. if I had to cut one and right. never remember it again, this is the one. So out of here. Okay. Savage. Fair enough. This is the section to do this in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. So, all right. Track five, closing out side one, out of love again. Mark, your um, take. You know, uh, just even like two, three years ago, I would have flushed this, but I love it now. I mean, everyone's on all, this is, this is one of those all cylinders, early Van Halen songs, just, you know, given the opportunity to appreciate Alex that you might not had previous or prior to this song. So Mm -hmm. I gotta love it. This is, this is a great closer to the, to side one. Yeah, cool. I, I would agree. Uh, yeah, it's just got that kind of driving groove to it. Just a, I don't know. It just has that where it just makes you want to move. Uh, and again, with the kind of the, yeah, that kind of dissonant kind of yeah, chord uh, break at the uh, uh, at the chorus. Yeah, it just, I don't know, it just punches for me. It just hits that button. <laughs> yep. Fair. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would say I would 
like this one a little bit more than Bottoms Up, so this one's a, a good track. I wouldn't yeah. get rid of it. I, I'm trying to think, you know, if I had to compare maybe a song on Van Halen 2 to, like, like, like what's the Van Halen 1 uh, song that matches up with Van Halen 2? I, I have one for the next song. I think when out of, for Out of Love Again, I think it gives me a bit of an on fire. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Vibe, like if I had to match it up with its Ooh. counterpart Ooh, on Van Halen yuck. One, I think maybe, the, I mean, this maybe is, there's I something about it where it's like just a little bit more stripped down, maybe not as catchy and melodic, and it's just maybe more Dave just kind of wailing yeah, and doing this yeah. thing. A great song, don't get me wrong, and and On Fire is the same way, but there's not like a really melodic, catchy part. It's just more no. kind of screaming the line, right? So that's that's why I say that. So. Yeah, it's a okay, little. Okay, let's do a, yeah. let's do a rapid reaction. Um, out of love or on fire down the road. Oh. Me. Oh, out of out of love again. Yeah. You're uh, you're out of love, Kevin. Out of love. I flushed on fire. So. Chris. <laughs> which so you're saying which one would I keep? Yeah. No, no. Just which which head to head. Out of love versus on fire. Uh. And this is again. This is just me personally. I love on fire. I think I was the only right. one who was holding on to that song. Who was throwing okay. support. I, I, lo- I love Out of uh, On Fire, but I like this one better. Yeah. It's just uh, more complex to my musical. Okay. Lyrics, so. Again, I love uh, Again, they're both great. So that's just for me, that little personal extra thing for me. It just uh, it just tickles my fancy. <laughs> sure. Kevin, love your flush. Uh, love it. And pretty much for all the reasons everybody said. Yeah. The solo section. Yeah. Alex, et cetera. So, yeah, keep this one. Every unique solo. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. So flipping the record over, track one, side two, light up the sky. Mark. I love it. I. It's another one of those strong considerations to buy. Um, it's obviously our name. Uh, so you know, there's 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 a reason for that. And you know, again, the the imagery of it is so strong in a different way than yeah. Beautiful Girls and Dance the Night Away. So like such a diverse uh, addition to the uh, to the album. Such a great side two opener. Um, mm-hmm. Had I not bought somebody get me a doctor had i you know i could consider buying so many songs on this record but uh yeah love it awesome yeah Chris? Uh, same here yeah absolutely love it yeah it's another one of those yeah it's the rager on the album uh and another one of those uh yeah as far as just kind of reading the lyrics yeah it's just kind of yeah going out there and just kicking butt yeah that kind of yeah yeah, it just yeah, it's it's a it's a takedown song. Yeah, really, and it doesn't really it doesn't slow down. <laughs> right. Uh, and again, yeah. Uh, oh, do you have anything else, sir? I'm sorry. No, it's uh, and yeah, it's just yeah, it uh, yeah, it just really yeah, it, uh, yeah, it just yeah, really yeah, keeps it keeps going. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, uh, yeah, and it just yeah, it's again, it shows the. Yeah, just that they could jump into that really heavy territory as much as the melodic. Yeah, if they when they wanted mm-hmm. to. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I was saying earlier this might be this and Women in Love are my favorite songs on the record. Where mm-hmm. you know this is the rage or like the hard rock one. This is my favorite. And then if you're trying to get the melodic, poppy, softer side, it's it's going to be Women in Love, and we'll get there. But yeah. So yeah, this is d- definitely a love for me. I could this you know is another contender for a buy if it wasn't dance the night away um uh, counterpart for this one i would say this is the i'm the one of the record i don't know if you guys agree but if i had to have a counterpart this is the one where i kind of paired up with i'm the one i I, I, I think this is a little heavier yeah you would have both bought that. that last last time right 
Yeah, I could see that. Um, for myself, I would say definitely love. This is a very, very strong consideration to buy. Mm-hmm. But there's a specific reason why I'm not buying it. Um, but I'll get to that later. But yeah, okay. this is just just a great song. So much packed in so little time. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you got three minutes, thirteen seconds or so. And it pretty much of, it doesn't of, of song, and it's just like it, it, great section after section. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, the instrumental on the record, Spanish Fly. Mark, your thoughts. Terminate on sight. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> and 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 I'll, and tell, I, you, I'll tell you why. I mean, tell the, us why, image, yeah. the image I, I, that, that comes up into my head for when I hear this song, when I when this song is played on the record, um, I think of Beavis and Butthead, and I think of Beavis just sitting there. Like expecting to hear some rock and Van Halen, <laughs> some just riff, you know, just some just eruption part two, and he gets an acoustic guitar. Oh, that and is it's funny. Just like, Fair. Oh, that sucks. You know, like that. That's that's that's. I just see Beavis. Like I can't hear the song and not just kind of hear that. Like you know, where's Eddie? Um, you know, and, and like I'm not. You know, just I'm just saying that because um, you know, I I I appreciate the technicality of it. Yeah. I appreciate the points that were made regarding um you know eddie trying to prove something that you know he could do this on acoustic too or he could do this in one take in the studio it just to me it's just like i don't know i mean if i want to listen to that stuff i'm not going to put on this record you know like i can appreciate like steve stevens and his flamenco records and everything and you know like in that context in that zone in this context you know i i just think like this is just you know open mouth like you know no, you know, give me, give me, give me eruption, give me something that screams because right. this doesn't. Yeah, I don't Fair. know. I I appreciate it for the fact that I mean that he uh, that he even thought to attempt to do something like this, especially on a yeah on a uh, album that's as heavy as this is. And yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it just shows how great of a technique he had and as far as an intuition on uh, yeah kind of bringing or taking that risk. Uh, and again, it showed it was something new for guitar players to kind of sink their teeth into. Like, oh, okay, I never thought about doing that on an acoustic guitar. Okay, then you've got. So I guess, yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to terminate it, but I, I can see where Mark, uh, yeah, where Mark's coming from. That it was kind of a, uh, yeah, it was almost kind of, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry. So, Mark, was that a hate or was that a flush on Spanish oh, Fly? I, I, I'm uh, terminating. He was terminating it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you. Ter- I, I, that's right. You did. Yeah, you did I terminate the explosion. That one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Pardon me. Chris, so, Chris. Oh, sorry. Must. No, I uh, I was not flushing it actually. Uh, oh, okay. a pre flush. <laughs> so, so, some, somebody's just actually going to the bathroom. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no I yeah. yeah I like it just for for uh, for the effort. I mean, it was kind of All a right. cool uh, yeah just a, a cool idea to to throw out there. And again, it kind of again it was another way that he kind of reinvented uh, not just the electric guitar, but okay, well if you uh, if you know how to cue up your acoustic guitar, you can kind of do new stuff on it too. So at least a C I, for effort. Yeah, I'll give it. Yeah, a C, yeah, I'll give him a, a passing grade. <laughs> yeah, um, I, and, and, and I'll say the same. I mean, Mark, I see. I totally understand your point. It's it's almost like the weird part of the record where everything else is just kind of raging and and electric, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you kind of got this weird acoustic number, and you think, okay, it's really cool that he did this and that he can do this. Like, yeah. did it need to be on the record, though? Like, this could this just have been something... Like at a clinic, you know, maybe? He, yeah, I don't... <laughs> at a clinic, or yeah. is this something he could have just done live? So I, I totally uh, I totally agree with you there. I, I personally 
love it. I think it's cool. It's a little break in the record, and yeah, especially the end part. Yeah, especially the end part, and and the fact that you know he continued to use that bit in his live solo later on, and and which is cool. There's another song on our record a little bit later uh, in the catalog where it's the same thing, where he he kind of introduced that portion first on a studio record and let people know like okay here's this little instrumental thing and then years later like in the 80s and 90s you listen to his full guitar solo and you see that he would take those bits and put them into a solo which is cool so i just see it as that it's like another part of his live solo that's that was introduced here so i i I love it for that reason so hep uh i'm gonna go ahead and flush this thing And uh, this is actually tough because Alex almost had me convinced when he talked about having the break in the album and things like that. I'm um, sorry, I just take it. Over. <laughs> 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 You're trying to make serious music. No, I don't. We gotta cut that one a little shorter. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, no, I totally, I, I totally understand the point in, in, in the album and stuff. But this is the kind of thing nowadays I want to see as a YouTube video. I want to see my yeah. guitar, yeah. my guitarist do this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He can do this. I don't necessarily want to see it as a track on the album. It almost feels right. a little self-indulgent. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I but know. that's, I mean, that's it's, what they were. I mean, yeah, that was, I mean, that was a part of true, their... but, yeah, I mean, it's true, but I mean, but I'm we here to team. listen to rock and tunes. This, that's what I'm here for. Okay. You know, I'm not here for a Mab album. This is not what I want to be listened to. Oh, and so cool. this is, that's, that's why I'm going to, that's why I'm going to flush it. But I, I totally okay. appreciate it. And I actually think it's one of the most impressive of his solos. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I just love, yeah, the end, yeah, where he just, where he gets an almost harp type sound from an acoustic guitar, which I thought was a really, and that's what kind of stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, that's really, you got to have a real technique to make that come out clear and to come out, yeah. Um, Chris, it's too well late. It's, it's in the plumbing already. No, I know. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's well for you. I mean, <laughs> it's not I coming back. Yeah. And, and just for yeah. you listeners out there who uh, are uh, didn't pick up on the Mab reference, that is Michael Angelo Badio. Look him up. Yeah, oh, just yeah, just do yourself a favor. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, all I need to say. Track okay. eight. Okay. All right, track eight. D O A. Mark. I uh, love it. Um, it's 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 a good rager. It's um, you know, it, it's definitely a deep cut for sure. Like it's not making anyone's list. Um, yeah. But it, it it definitely is the um, you know, again, I love that that this is track eight and Van Halen's still bringing it. I love the priest sound to it. Um, it's kind of got that, um, that, you know, snarly chorus to it, just, uh, even though it's, um, you know, harmonized and everything, it just kind of like the, yeah, dead or alive. Love it. So that's where I am. Uh, okay. yeah, I'm going to have to kill it. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, are you oh. terminating this one on site? Yeah. Yeah. Flush I it. Was coming. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, flush it and then throw an M80 down there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so is this your terminate? Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, termi- I'm, just... yeah, I'm terminating it. Yeah, not uh, not flushing it, but no, I, I want to... Gone oh, from okay. existence. Um, yeah, I, for whatever reason, yeah, just yeah, the riffs and the melodies just never sat well with me for whatever reason. And I thought the, again, just uh, the lyrical content was just kind of a little bit more repetitive than uh, yeah, the normal. So yeah, so it's just, yeah, it's more of a sub, yeah, kind of a... Yeah, very personal reason uh, that it just, right. yeah, for me, it just never, yeah, it just never clicked. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I, I love this track. I, I think Mark really 
put it out there and, and nailed it. It's yeah, you know, it's a deep cut. I don't think it's going to be on anybody's list, but I feel like it sort of just kind of represents that top. I don't know even know if that makes sense, but like I said, it's just like an older feeling song. Like it makes sense that they would have writ written this or written this in you know. 1975 or 76 or something like that and played it in the in those club days it's just it's got that older raw mm -hmm. feel to it i love the the chorus harmonies on it so it's just it's typical van halen and it and it works so i'm gonna go ahead and and keep this one all right i am going to love this one as well for all the reasons stated of course but uh the harmonies in particular and and for whatever reason this song has some staying power with me that i just can't put my finger yeah, on okay and it's just like last month or something i was washing the car and i put on van halen too and after i was all done for whatever reason like dead or alive you know yeah. it was in my head right i don't i don't know why but mm. it was and that that's yeah i'm keeping this one awesome Okay, uh, we'll move on to track nine, Women in Love. Mark, what do we think? Uh, Alex, I hate to do this to you, and um, oh, I think you all, you all probably suspected oh, it no. when you were asking me. <laughs> strangely silent. Uh, Alex, Don't gonna, say it. I'm going to flush your warm blanket. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that goes right to my core. It, it um, I don't know, it's too weak for me. It's just... Uh, uh, the chorus doesn't 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 grab me. It kind of plods. Um, it's a little nasally. Um, I'm I'm just kind of running through a bullet points of why I <laughs> hate this song. <laughs> it's got punctuation in the title. Wait, so 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 it's this too long. So, so is this a legitimate hate? No, no. I only have one termination, and I have to terminate Spanish Fly over this. Oh, that's fair. Uh, okay, so, all right, yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, it really showed um, yeah, just the range. Yeah, that Dave had. I mean, as far as being able to sing these very crooner esque type of uh, 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 type of lines. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that he kind of yeah, kind of made his own. I mean, throughout their career uh, or the time that he was in the band. Uh, and I just love the, uh, and the again, even with the slower sections. Yeah, he Eddie still brings kind of the heavy guitars in there. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I hate to use the word yeah, kind of beautiful as far as the uh, the chorus, but it really, yeah, it really just, is. It really is. Yeah, the just the yeah. yeah. Well, you got Mike in there, and you've got uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, just really. It's, again, I, I guess I have to go back to Alex's warm blanket analogy. Yeah, it does. It just feels like you want to wrap yourself up in it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's where I stand on it. Again, it's it rivals "Light Up the Sky" with my favorite song on the record. You know, of course the. The choruses is just super catchy to me, and, and and one thing I thought of too is how kind of weird the guitar solo is on this song because it's such a poppy song in every other part of the song, but then he's kind of got a weird solo in a way where he's sort of doing these kind of hammer on pull offs, and they almost mm -hmm. sound ugly in a way compared to the rest of the song, but it but it works. It works. Yeah. It it works. It it gives it like a different bit of a vibe. And, and here's a question I'll, I'll, I'll ask you guys. Um, one, I, I just thought of this recently. This kind of gives me like a little dreamer vibe. Would you guys kind of say this might be the counterpart, like the, yeah. the little dreamer of Van Halen too? It's I think it's got a, a popular chorus, right. but it's got yeah. that slow kind of yeah. And again, it's groove. It, right. Yeah, it just has Dave kind of just sitting there, kind of just singing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Again, another song he probably could have sang a cappella. Yeah. Just yeah. 
Right. Uh, I disagree with the little dreamer comparison. Um, I'm with Alex on the I'm not necessarily a lyrics listener, mm-hmm. um, but the lyrics of Little Dreamer um, are cold and distant. And mm-hmm. I, I love Little Dreamer. I believe yeah. it. I better double check and make sure I did. <laughs> um, yes, definitely, I did. Okay. So, yeah, Little yeah. Dreamer is definitely a darker song than I mean, yeah. no, no, no doubt about it. I was just thinking maybe more of like the the tempo and the construction of the song but yeah. mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go ahead and love this song it's like boy alex is warm blanket yeah it, it, it really everybody is. likes yeah. that yeah, yeah. but I mean, yeah I, I like it the chorus just great it's probably my favorite song on the album but i'm not buying it Okay. I'm not. I was. I'm tempted to, but I can't okay. put it on my playlist yeah. with I, Little Dreamer. Yeah, just the warm harmonies are so, just yeah. so great on on that oh, song. Yeah. yeah, it's just so. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, great sing along. Right. Yeah. And that brings us to the final song on the record, "Beautiful Girls." Mark. Love it. It's cinema. I would buy it again. It's a candidate for buy, but um, you know, there's just so many other good ones. So. Uh, you know, I, I think that we went over this great, you know, this list of imagery that this song evokes, and uh, I, I love this song. It's it's one that I might have passed over just because it's kind of a generic song title. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't really, uh, you know, say like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's going to be a, a Van Halen song I want to rock to. Um, but it, it really does just have that. that it's it's cinematic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I'm on the on the uh, in the same boat. Yeah, it's just, it's such a uh, you can just again if you can picture as Davis singing, you can kind of picture what he's talking about in your head, uh, and just again in combination with the uplifting kind of riffs. Uh, yeah, you just you you got to really kind of it's it's a it's a fun, yeah, upbeat kind of rocker. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very unique. Uh, even the opening riff is a very kind of uh, it's almost percussive. Yeah, when you yeah when you think about it, fair. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would I would agree on all those points. Yeah, I, big, I big know. Love. I know when I was a little younger, listening to that Best of Both Worlds record, I think this was one of the ones where I had just kind of heard it so many times. So it was one of those ones where it's like, okay, like it's objectively a great song, but like, do I need to hear it again? I've heard it so many times. But one that I've kind of revisited and, and gained you know, a deeper appreciation for it. Yeah. Like Mark said, it's a super fun cinematic song. It's a perfect song to end the record. Cause I feel like the guys are just kind of having fun. Like fun they now, know, yeah. like they know, like this is going to be a great song and just them playing in the studio. just has like a really live kind of fun feel. And, you know, I could, again, I could see this being a Dave solo song, if anything. So right. yeah, this is, this is a love for sure. Boy, with the way you were talking there, I, was I know. so close to hitting that flush I know. button. <laughs> I know. I was dynamic there. I was bring you down and bring you back up. All right. Um, of course, you know, this is my last option, but an amazing option. So I'm going to buy this song. Um, one, you know, it's it's a great song. Uh, it's curious. You have Van Halen doing everything they do right. It's fun. It's rocking. It's got riffs. It's got harmonies. It's just like you can sing along to it. Uh, we're, we're, how can you go wrong with this song? It's just it's such a great closer. I, and as I said before on the last show, I love great closers. And I think this would make a perfect addition to uh, the playlist. And, and, you know, it's like I thought about buying light up the sky you know alex almost had me convinced (laughs) to buy dance the night away 
Um, but <laughs> it's funny because you said that you said everything you're talking about buying it. I'm like, oh, should I buy this song? But I'm gonna buy uh, Beautiful Girls because it's just it works. And that's fair because now you're almost convincing me to buy this one. <laughs> this one over just because you it's know what the hits. Yeah, I mean, I know Dance the Night Away is is so fun and it it shows you know the lighthearted side or the fun beachy side of the mm-hmm. record, but it's not as heavy. Is not that Beautiful Girls is a heavy song, but there's just a heavier guitar tone to it. It's a little sleazier. Yeah. So you, that might have more of the well-rounded Van Halen in it in Beautiful Girls than Dance the Night Away, Dance the Night Away does. So I, yeah. I get your point, and, and I totally support a buy on this one. So so here's a thought on closing. I'm, I'm looking at the discography right now, and the release dates for the Van, Hale, Van Halen albums, I'm going in sequence. Uh, months february march march april april january march and now we're at ou812 when we finally release a may album these guys were a summer hit machine yeah and you know i know we're we're, we're all from chicago and you know like this is you know this is the summer is the summer i think it's like they kind of had that it's always summer in california vibe but like this was marketed to 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 get the blood going you know by the time this album gets out to to record stores gets ramped up and traffic starts getting on rotation it's it's may right and they knew their audience they knew how to build this 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 uh, this album is full of summer rockers i don't think that anyone has changed my mind um on this and i think we all kind of had the same opinion going into this that this really represents the direction the band is heading this is a great album. Mm. I like it better than Van Halen one, um, just because, uh, as Alex alluded to a little earlier, just kind of like, you know, you heard it so many times. This mm-hmm. is more of a deep cuts album, so there's more to discover here. There's, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more to appreciate. So, yeah, that's, I mean, those are my final thoughts on this album. I think it's a great album from a band that's going to become the summer band of the 1980s. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because I, I read a discussion, it might have been on Dream Theater forums or wherever, talking about Van Halen uh, 5150 versus Eat em and Smile, and how 5150 came out a few months earlier, captured that summer vibe, especially with the songs Eat em and Smile, then come out till July and just wasn't able to By the time it got into rotation, it wasn't able to pick up the same summer steam. That 5150 wow. was able to. Yeah, sometimes so. timing is everything. I mean, especially if you're that yeah. kind of band. I mean, you don't want to you know, release a uh, an album like that. By the time it kind of reaches like the Billboard charts, you're almost into the fall, <laughs> and you got this yeah. very which kind is of, so interesting to yeah. think about. Like, yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah, it took time back then. You didn't just go, you know, you didn't just drop your 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 uh, your music video on YouTube and you know get 30 million views in a day, right? Know, 300 million views in a week. It just didn't, it didn't yeah. work like that. So you had to. You had to put out your summer songs early, and uh, they they did it right. And so, you know, where we're going here, I mean, we got Women and Children uh, first, next. Uh, I know, Chris, that's uh, a personal favorite Favorite, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much my album, but uh, we'll get to that uh, next time. But, uh, yeah, and, like, yeah. you know, it's, an, it's, it's probably, like, my second most listened to of the Dave era, um, yeah. behind 1984. So, yeah. like, it's, it's really? a good one of mine. And yeah, I mean, I, I would say that, um, you know, it's interesting looking at the for those of you who have been keeping box score at home, um, yeah. <laughs> <to> mom, yeah. <laughs> uh, love it or flush it. Um, you know, this, we're not flushing a lot here. Um, you know, it's and, so hard to, yeah. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of loves and, you know, I, I think that that's, you know, going to probably continue for me up until a certain yeah. album coming right. up in the day. Vera. I mean, I mean, at least, oh boy. yeah, at least, at oh least with, uh, with the, with the flushes on here, they're more kind of, not that we hate the songs, but they're more kind of critically, 
kind of taken apart and examined uh, compared yeah. to what uh, what the band is most well known for. So, and we uh, were universal yeah. with bottoms up. That was three flushes in a terminate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any more. Yeah, like, again, yeah, yeah, again, don't. Yeah, yeah again, go don't to ne- Warner Brothers. No, <laughs> right? Again, don't necessarily. Right? Again, don't necessarily. Platinum right. could have been diamond. <laughs> Uh, I think we're going to enter a contentious period here between the four of us because, well, yeah, Women and Children First is probably the least Dave era album I've ever listened to. (laughs) So we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's great. Good discussion, guys. You know, for for you guys out there still listening, you know, it's it's. uh, um, you know, it's, it's really just for the first two albums, it's been a journey and, and we're going to try to, you know, keep these, um, you know, these, uh, concise, maybe a little bit tighter, but, you know, just, uh, you know, leave us a review. I mean, uh, send us a note. I mean, we're really trying to, um, you know, make these really interesting journeys for you. Um, you know, really try to dive into every little track of the band and really try to be a, um, just a late night show for you guys, like, especially cause this was just really born from us having good discussions on music and really just, you know, you know, I called to talk about something else, but I had to mention that Peter Gabriel album that I just listened to. What are your thoughts? You know, like, and then spend 30 minutes talking about that. And this is really just an extension of that. And considering that we're recording these in the middle of the COVID-19 panic, um, really kind of the only way you can hang out these days. So, um, you know, hopefully you're safe and, uh, you know, able to, put on some good Van Halen and uh, make it through this. So yeah, we'll see you next time. Um, Stay safe and good night.